0: Hey, what's up? This is Prince Paul, and you are checking out 11 O'Clock Comics. Nice. Does it? All
1: right. I just, I I wasn't sure if it felt forced. It sounded forced, not that it felt
2: forced. Is it a well-rested? Woohoo, or is that a...
1: No, it's... It really... I mean, it's weird. I think I was more rested over the weekend than I've been since I've been back home. Um, But it is what it is. Everybody's going to hear about this past weekend tonight, so um, they'll be able to go on the whirlwind tour with us. And it was fun. Oh, it was hella fun.
0: Goes without saying, though. It was. To think about the fact that... uh, This time a week ago, man, we were just chilling, getting our drink on, winning trivia contests. Time flies. And you know what's not going to fly? This
2: episode, because it's probably going to be a long one. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 547. Uh, I'm Vince B. Oh, you are Vince B. I
1: am David A. Price.
0: Indeed you are. And hopefully after you're done listening to this, you'll watch my my show, which comes out today, because I'm Mike Coulter.
1: Almost as good looking as Mike Coulter. You're
0: Almost.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Look at that. Little dig. You are not Mike Coulter. You're Jason Wood. Everybody's here. Back from Heroes. And we mm. got to tell you about it. But first, a little bit of business. No segue at all this week. Mm. This episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a mere fraction of the retail price. Remember the specials from Dynamite. It's The Further Adventures of Red Sonia Trade Paperback Volume 1. Cover price is nineteen ninety nine, And that's actually a respectable cover price for a 200 and some odd page book, but your price, $9.99. From IDW and Black Crown, written by Christopher Sabella and art by Sean, where's he been all these years, McManus. It's The House Amok, number one, with a cover price of three ninety nine. But you, because you're in the know and know where to go, will get it for $1.99. And last but not least, bringing up the rear, it's John Lehman, Nick patara Leviathan. Number one, new series at Image. Again, the trend, three ninety nine cover price, but you can have it for $1.99. DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order editions, and you get your books all shipped all nice and sound and safe and secure. Ding dong, my books are here to your door. Do it. DCBService.com. Nice. There you go. It is nice to get your books delivered to your door. It's really nice. Oh, and then some. Yeah, especially when you get, well, we're burying the lead if we talk about that now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save it for later. Might be the most exciting part of the weekend. Really, it's like the con that keeps on giving. <laughs>
1: it really is. Right? It's
2: like, all oh, uh, we're home from here. Like, oh,
1: but wait, there's one. It's, it's not over yet.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can get Do art guys- anywhere, but where else are you going to get your books delivered, man? I mean, serious. uh, What are
2: you guys drinking? Which one of us? Don't, f- don't ask one.
0: <laughs> well, that was one of those questions that wasn't uh, was directly question of a 10 year veteran podcaster. <laughs> oh, okay. Just... Well, I'm Dude, gonna... my dog went swimming today, and I think he's got water in his ears.
2: Aww.
3: He's like
0: barking at random shit. Oh, boy. I'm like, fool, what are you barking at? Wow. There he is now. He's like, uh, I'm, I know. I'm trying to <laughs> attenuate the situation here. I don't
2: know
1: what to do. It's like me as a Aqua dog. dog. <laughs> That's
2: good. Yeah, what do you do when dogs get water in their ear? That's strange. Uh, you can't tell them to lift up their leg and shake it in the air and punch <laughs> at the same time to get the water out because <laughs> they don't know what you're saying. But I know what I'm saying. I'm drinking from Livingston. I'm drinking in the cab because it's great. Nice. Of it's great. Yeah, it's great. It was not as good as the wine we had at dinner, but it's
1: good. Okay. <laughs> Wait, dinner tonight or our dinner?
2: Our dinner. Oh, dinner tonight. Okay. Dinner. Dinner. dinner tonight was freaking oval spice ham on bagels.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> d- d- dinner tonight was, yeah. was some some aged cheddar and and some some triscuits. But what Wait, are you drinking, up, Jason?
2: No, no, no. Back it up, Jason.
0: You don't like oval spice ham? I don't even know what that is. What? It's like what? the king of lunch meat. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I don't eat ham, so... Except Taylor. Like Except Taylor. Well, that's not really ham. That's pork roll, but yeah. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. I am drinking Santa Julia Reserve.
1: Oh, very nice. I have had... There's still a
0: half a bottle of, uh, of, of coffee wine sitting at my...
1: Is there really? I thought Vince sitting. killed it.
0: No. No, I didn't drink the whole thing.
1: So we killed the... St- we killed the gentlemen's that didn't last long okay yeah
0: we killed it, right we damn killed, killed the good stuff yeah. all right
1: yeah so we should have yeah we should have started off with the coffee then all right um well vince will be back for the coffee well, did start
2: with the, we did start with the coffee and then he was like f this why don't we do this and then i switched to the one the gentleman one and then we never got around to bumping off the the uh you could have had it the next the...
1: morning you could have had it the I next n- morning.
2: i could have put in a flask
1: that's true I have had um no luck this evening with wine. Um seems to have been a perfect capper of the day, but it is um only because what well, alright, I, I, I opened up a bottle of something new called Sea Glass, Cabernet Sauvignon from California. Um but it it's not exactly the smoothest of cabs. There's a lot going on, so it's a little punchy and and uh, there's some spice. And, and so I kind of just wanted something that would be a bit more relaxing. And this wasn't it. So then I said, okay, well, then fuck it. Let me save this for dinner and, and I'll I'll enjoy my, my standby. I'll enjoy some motto for this evening. But I open it. I I, I take off the foil and it, it feels a little gritty. There's, there's some stickiness going on. And I, I uncork it and the cork is kind of split. And and there was an aroma from this bottle that I'm not used to when I open a bottle of wine. So it seems to have turned. Um, so I put that away and I'm back to the sea glass only because it's already been opened. And um, I may have overdone it as far as trying to kill the taste of, of the motto. So sea glass is good. Probably better with a, a full meal. Like like a steak or um or a hearty pasta. And that's where I'm gonna leave that.
2: Okay. I don't know. I'm right here. <laughs> oh. He's back. I'm bu- hey, I'm back. I spug it. So why don't we just uh, we have any thank yous before we get into the thick of things.
1: I want to thank everybody for stopping by and saying hello over the weekend. There are going to be many, many names mentioned tonight. I apologize in advance for anybody who um, I'm not overlooking anybody. It's just it was it was in some points at some points. It was a blur. And um, I know who we hung out with. I know who we saw. uh, I just don't want to step on myself and, and um, leave anybody out. But I, I do know that we do have a list of pretty much between, between artists and, and um, commissions and cause, cause Jason posted a list um, in the Slack the other day and it was, it was lengthy. And, and I believe pretty much everybody we at least spoke to or um, nodded at uh, is on that list. So, no, I don't have any thank yous right this minute. Nice. Hello.
2: No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone.
4: What's up, fellas? This is a man with many names and one face. This is Ray, a.k.a. Onamar, a.k.a. Supercell. calling to talk about heroes, man. This is my first time. It was awesome. Got a lot of good art. Met some cool creators and, uh, laughed my ass off all weekend. Hung out with, uh, Slippa, Daniel White, David Proust, and, uh, Jonathan Gordon. Yeah, man, it was just a good time. Just a lot of fun, you know, a lot of drinking and stupidness, laughing. And, uh, yeah, I just want to shout out, like, all the EOC fam we ran into out there, and, uh, got to see the Chicago Peeps, and, uh, got to meet new heads, got to see the old heads, and, uh, thank you to, uh, Jack, Vince, Jason, for bringing us all together, and, um, yeah, man, Asha night was hilarious, man, there's some folks in rare form there, just keep playing it over in my head, it was a good time. And, uh, yeah, just look forward to the next one, and, uh, anybody
2: want to get at me. Peace. HeroesCon 2 2018 almost didn't happen. <laughs>
1: oh, damn! <laughs> We're starting off with that, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, that's... It is, it is true, it is true, because, you know, honestly, it, it, normally, our con weekends start the night before, when we get to Jason's, before we get going, but uh in a twist this year Archon weekend did start the night before we got on our way but you all heard that because that was the same night we recorded in air quotes live so we are going to pick up where we left off in this case thursday morning
2: we went to the newark airport and um we're tuning around you know having a good time get on the train the shuttle that takes you to the, um, the gate. And, uh, Jason mm. forgot his portfolio or bag. No, it's carry on my
0: messenger bag. Yeah. yeah.
2: Your messenger bag. You forgot your messenger bag in the car. So it's like, ah, shit, we got lots of time. Cause we were planning on sitting down, getting something to eat, maybe, you know, having a drink or two. Cause we had a, an abundance of time, but going back to the car and then, going through check-in which the line was extraordinarily long there were a lot of people waiting to get through the uh, the scanner and it seems like there were a plethora of workers doing nothing or mm-hmm. laughing and joking and having uh, some kind of um a uh, tutorial on how to search and or you know, scan a person. So the line was moving very slow. We get through the line and we actually had to run. Well, Do I don't know about did? we. Jason sprinted. He did, but we were moving pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, I guess and, we And uh, they had closed the doors mm-hmm. um, to the concourse that leads to the plane. They didn't close the plane doors, which we would have been SOL if they did that. Um, but they closed the door leading to the plane and the woman had to punch in her little beep boop bop beep boop to get us in there and she was not too happy about it we got there and she's like jason's at the thing with his um ticket and and she radios the plane she goes oh your number 24s are here or yeah, whatever bro 24s and, here yeah we were a spectacle and then what'd she say oh when you get in please go right
1: to your yeah seat. go right to your seat as, as if we're gonna be no, high fiving and hitting at the lounge yeah, before we get out no, we
2: were gonna do a line dance you know, get everybody about it and just, but no, we got to the plane in the nick, the absolute nick of time, and sweating and and woof, you know. But we got there, uh, got in our seats, and then it was pretty much effortless from then on. We we you know we landed in Charlotte, and the the festivities began. They really unless did. you, I mean, unless you want to talk, uh, what was that a uh, ginger? Wafer that we got on the plane. The, That's about it. That was the the next sense. eventful thing that happened was we got a little ginger wafer yeah. on the. But other than that, uh, it was it was smooth sailing. Very little turbulence. Well, I don't
1: know about, it, just at the beginning. I don't, I don't want you to say it. it was smoother on the way back. But yeah, um, the plane I, I, was uneventful. I mean, we we it it brought us in, brought us up to the air, brought us back down um, into a. Very, yeah, I mean, it's
0: like an eighty-minute flight. It's, it
1: really. I mean, I think as soon as we went up, we started to descent, and, and that was pretty much it, um, because, you know, the the earth isn't flat, but we landed in a very uh, hot and humid Charlotte.
2: It was ridiculously hot. <laughs> and take it from someone who wears black almost exclusively. Black is not the color, or <laughs> black, black is not the the shade to wear in Charlotte, because it just absorbs all them rays, and we didn't have all that far to walk, what with the uh, hotel being directly across the street from the convention center, but the, uh, what was it, about 2,000 feet to the door of the convention center? Yeah. That span, the heat was tremendous. And it was like, wow, this is crazy. And, and unlike the West, Charlotte heat is a damp, sticky heat. Sticky icky. Yeah. But I mean it wasn't a thing, right? No
1: problem. Oh yeah, no cuz I mean at this point, I mean it's it's your second year Vince, but it it's it's easy to get used to. Yes, it's it's hot. Yes, you can bitch about it. But um it's right, it's not like right. I mean it's not like and and we weren't hiking. We went from one air conditioned area to a <laughs> indoor convention center so it's not you know it wasn't an outdoor flea market we weren't at a concert it was um it was comfortable inside uh the charlotte convention center and and a little bit of walking we had to do outside whether it was to run back to the room and, and drop things off or um walk to get some odds and ends or grab a quick bite it wasn't um and oh my god that that whole foods is a godsend it it is normally you know you there there are a few choices i mean you got panera you got ale house you got five guys you got uh, fuel you there there are some places you can probably you you could grab a bite to eat but um there was a whole foods that opened earlier that week and uh it uh, between breakfast grabbing your coffees uh getting a quick bite for lunch uh it worked out really really well um so you know we weren't we weren't schlepping a whole lot outdoors uh, in the 90 plus degree heat. Um, But yeah, once, once you're inside the convention center, I mean, and well, once, once we're inside, uh, Jason was pretty much laser focused doing his thing. He had a lot of, a lot of people to see. Um, And, and not that Vince and I didn't make our way to the, Artist Alley area of the convention, as Vince will let you know, uh, and I'm happy to say we'll let you know, uh, but Vince and I did spend quite a bit of time on the dealer side of the, um, of the showroom, and it's, um, well, I mean, and, and it's, you know, it, Heroes Con is, is still a comics convention, so it's not, it's not a four day event, there's no preview night. There's no uh there's no panels for the upcoming season of The Walking Dead or, or or mCU sneak peeks. It's just it's it's three days of comic book dealers, comic book artists and writers, uh, and Chris Claremont and that's what you have to look forward to for the entire weekend. So Friday morning hits. Um although wait, no, actually are we going to discuss the Thursday festivities? I know Vince touched on Damn it. Damn, Skippy! All right, we are. then
0: let's hit it. Well, Thursday we uh, normally we drive, and so we're used to getting in hella late because we've been driving all day and all night. But this time we got the 80 minute flight, so we arrived before lunch on Thursday. Met up with our crew. Mario got there. Cliff and Justin rolled up in, and we uh, we decided to head out to. No Da, which is an area uh, north of north Davidson, Davis. I yeah, believe, is what yeah, it stands for. Yeah. Um, as we probably mentioned on the show leading up to this, uh, a few years ago, laws changed in North Carolina, or Charlotte specifically. I don't know which is which, but to whatever uh, extent uh, that led to an explosion of craft breweries within the Charlotte city limits. I think the first year that we went to the convention, I don't know that there were any. Now there are eighteen craft brewers in uh in Charlotte so we uh we we hit we headed out to uh, two of them we went to heist brewing first, which was a cool scene big loft a huge space um, we totally had our waitress flummoxed from the start because we were uh i don't know she just was she was having trouble processing things but we all got beer flights and and some food. And I would say that the food was pretty good, but the beer was not so good.
1: Right. I'd agree with that. It,
0: yeah, it was uh it was definitely not an auspicious start to the to the to the beer cruise day. Um so we hauled ass from there after a round and went to what was the name of the second one?
1: Uh the Noda Brewing Company. There you go.
5: Hey, what's up guys? This is this is Daniel White and uh calling about Heroes. I just want to say one or two things real quick. The first thing is I, I miss everybody a lot. Um that's the hardest part about the show being over. The, the art stuff is great and you know getting to talk to pros and all that stuff is is wonderful, but you get to see your friend or your multiple friends in in this case, like maybe almost your all of your friends in one place almost and you might not get to see them again for maybe another year and that's a bummer and that's that was the that was the worst part of it but let's not let's not worry about the worst parts let's just talk about the amazing parts and there's so many i can't even think of a way to just whittle it down to one thing but i i will just say my biggest takeaway from the show was just the vibe of the room it's just this very chill relaxed and calm experience. I, I don't mean like everybody's walking around like zombies like Ugh. No, but it, it it's just it's just a really pleasant show. All the people that are working the floor, that work for heroes, all those folks were were incredibly sweet and nice and helpful at all times. Every time I had a question and it, they just, you know, they were great. And then you get to all the tables. All the artists were in great moods and of course they are because this this is just the vibe of the show I feel like. You so you're you're kind of getting that and you're giving it and and it made for a, a time where you could sit and talk with the guy or girl and and just not feel a pressure but from crowds or or Whatever it is, just maybe it's just the New York, you know, race, and Chicago's got a little piece of that too, but not here. This was just this very, really wonderful experience, and it made me feel great to be at a comic book convention again, in sort of like a little boy kind of way, you know. I've enjoyed all the ones I've been to in the last bunch of years, but there's something about just just enjoying <laughs> this. It felt like I did when I was a little kid going to an old show, and. Well, that's it. I've been talking too long, so I better get going. Okay. Bye.
0: The No Brewing Company, which was a smaller joint, and it was pretty empty when we got there, uh, to which someone reminded me that was because it was a Thursday in the middle of the workday. So (laughs) even though we were on vacation, the rest of Charlotte was not. Um, But that place had a much better collection of craft brews. We all found things to our liking, and we were just... Chilling out, getting our drink on, laughing, so forth, so on, and a rather portly gentleman who works at the place rolled up to a microphone and announced that they were going to be having a trivia contest in a little bit. So we took a hard look at ourselves and thought, "We got well." This. <laughs> if 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 six forty plus year old uh, geeks can't dominate bar trivia, we deserve to lose our 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 geek our geek uh, membership cards so we uh we buckled in got another round and the trivia uh ensued and spoilers we fucking dominated <laughs> we crushed all
1: those plebeians. it what's was bad is, you know when when i think of of trivia night i generally think of things related to cuz i don't i very rare, I, I never uh participate in those type of i'm not out to 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 take part in that but uh, I was expecting, you know, mostly pop culture related, uh, trivial pursuit type questions. And on this evening, uh, because school had just let out, it, the, the topics were famous first lines, two novels, uh, geography and chemistry. And were I not surrounded by gentlemen who, all have children. All have to do homework with their children. Uh, are all better suited to answer geography and chemistry type questions. Um, were I on any other team, I probably would have bombed miserably. But it was a. Um, there, it it really. The other teams really had no chance.
0: Nah, it was it was badass. We 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 got a perfect score. The first round and everybody else bombed that one. And then the second round we got, I think a 78. We were in a hundred. Yeah. But, but we actually had 10 points coming to us that the guy had actually made a mistake with, but we were so far in the lead. We didn't, we didn't fight it one way or the other. And then, uh, the third round was, was easy for just about everybody. So we won by, I think 50 or 60 points. And, um, and then we won, I guess, our prize would have been four tickets to the Charlotte minor league baseball team. But uh, seeing as how we're not local boys, we kindly redonated those tickets to the second place team and took uh, some other prizes instead, uh, including four koozies, which uh, are somewhere in my kitchen right now.
1: Nice. I'm glad you got them. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but uh, no, no doubt after a day of drinking and eating at Kraft Brewer's, we were pretty turnt. I'd say. And we head back to the West end. And by then, uh, there were, there were some pretty big crowds. There was the, because, because tons of people had arrived over the course of the day for the con to start in the morning. Um, and, uh, we set it off. I mean, it's pretty much how we do. That is true. Um,
1: yeah, we we got to see that. That's pretty much where we saw um, many friends who we hadn't seen uh, for some time. And it's uh, the Westin Bar is pretty much where anybody who is staying at the Westin, uh creators and and fans alike, uh, basically come to hang out. It wasn't. It, it's weird unless it was me. It didn't seem as rowdy or as raucous as it has in years. Past. Although it was Thursday, maybe people were still coming in. Um so Scotty wasn't there for Friday You're right, Scotty wasn't there, so it was a lot uh less noisy. The um but we saw a bunch of folks, got to chat a bit, um all kind of split up into different circles to uh converse in and then um yeah, then it was time to to kind of turn in and uh made our way to the room so that uh come Friday morning we could uh, hit the ground running and um, did our quick little stop at Whole Foods where Jason fell madly in love with a vegan blueberry muffin. Best thing ever. <laughs> and uh, and it is good. It is extremely sticky. I think if you're not careful, you end up leaving more muffin in the wrapper than you get to eat. But it is still extremely tasty. And I do agree that it is better than the um, standard non-vegan muffin. Um yeah coffee was pretty good as well but um after that we made our way to um although actually no thursday thursday we picked up our badges and thursday jason kind of sorta maybe not really had a bit of a bomb dropped on him because jason had two panels scheduled for saturday uh for for friday and saturday Mm -hmm. um The first one on Friday, Friday evening, or or late in the day Friday, uh, it was going to be Jason and Ed Pisker talking about, um, well, Jason would have probably made its way towards hip-hop, but but primarily X-Men Grand Design. Uh, But when we stopped by to sign in, get our press credentials, and um, say hello to Shelton and everybody else, uh, Rico, Let's Jason know that there may be a slight change in that, in that panel, which, um, we'll get to when we discuss more to Friday. So Friday, we get to, uh, we get to the con, we make our way in, and, um, Vince and I really don't make our way to Artist Alley just yet. We, we, um, Hell no. I, I I don't know how the hell we ended up over at the five for a dollar bin. <laughs> Please, we mean don't know how you don't. That's know how, that's, that's where we <laughs> were. <laughs> you made a beeline. You you cut you cut to the right the second we walk in, and I'm heading straight. I think Vince <laughs> grabbed <laughs> my I'm arm. Actually, next, I think Vince. I think I think Vince literally grabbed my arm and moved me in that direction. I
0: said, "I'm gone. See ya. <sighs> we really did take two different paths because I spent maybe twenty minutes on the dealer side the whole weekend.
1: And that was for the Lego stuff. That was for the Mm -hmm. minifigs. So that was it.
0: I did not flip through a single long or short box. I did not pick up or peruse a single trade. I did not look at any toys, pops, shirts, anything until late Sunday. Well, you had an agenda. But you all did. You all
1: took care of your business. We did. Um, And unfortunately, I didn't... I wanted to have, I had in the back of my mind things I I wanted to look for because I have, um, for the patrons, I'm trying to send them as many sets as I can or complete runs. And and there are some that I'm missing an issue here or there. Or they're somewhere here, but by the time I find them, it's just, it'd be cheaper for me to buy for a quarter and and complete a run and and send them out that way. So um, I knew there were some things that I had to look for. But I didn't think far enough ahead to, uh, specifically carve out certain, uh, certain titles, certain series, uh, by accident, I've now completed, um, the Loveless series. I still had about a half a dozen issues to complete for that, for that series, the, the Brian Azarella Western series from back in the day. So, so that's complete. So I'll, fin- I'll finish reading that and, um. Finally, and send that along. But there were a couple things that I knew I had to look for. But for the most part, as I'm flipping through, you know, fifty cent boxes or or the other guy with the five for dollar boxes, uh, as things caught my eye, or as I started to see um, consecutive issues, uh, I I I started pulling things out, and that's uh, it. Kind of got away from me in that regard. But I don't know actually if I I know what Vince was looking for, and I know that there were things that I saw that that if Vince needed, I, I I yanked them. But I don't actually know, Vince, if you if, if you had an absolute agenda, if you knew exactly what you were looking for this weekend.
2: Well, I usually have an agenda, right? But but for the most part, I was looking for uh, OG Valiant. I don't have many holes to to fill, but um and I was looking for a claim valiant and Legion. It's always Legion. Mm-hmm. So I um, what was your final tally of single issues?
1: I believe. Well, no, it's not just single issues. Because, and I didn't. I still haven't opened up the box from UPS. Um, at the end of the day, each when we when we got back to the hotel room, I, I fired up the uh, CLZ mobile app and I entered them because, especially in later, towards the end of the Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps series, the covers started to all look alike and, and blend together. So I had to make sure that I didn't, what I went home, what I went back to the hotel room on Friday, I didn't see somewhere else and buy again on Saturday. So I had to mark them down. Uh, but my total, according to collectors, was... And that's including the Demon Knight graphic novel, things like that. It was, it was about
2: 123. Nice. I didn't put the magazines and the trades in, but my total was uh, 126 single issues. Oh, you're that's
0: so cute! Y'all were nearly identical. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and well, yeah, because we we hit the same spots, and and we didn't we didn't pay. Did we pay more? I, I don't think I paid more than fifty cents, but I definitely know we no. didn't pay more than a buck an issue of anything. Screw that. I didn't buy anything for a dollar an issue. That's what I'm saying. Everything I mean the first dude I went to was fifty cents. And then after that, it was five for a dollar. And then and then on Sunday, Homeboy was twenty five cents an issue. So that's that's pretty much where the bulk of my money went.
2: Right. Just for your information, the reason I'm annoyed right now, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, Skype is automatically adjusting my volume. Yeah. And I can't turn it off.
0: Well, you sound identical.
2: Yeah, there's to, to no change. Well, I can see my system preferences. The, the volume is sliding back and forth in real time. And my Skype updated without me acknowledging it. It says I'm using the latest version. And the, the tick box that you can go into Skype and, and tick it off where it says allow Skype to autom- automatically adjust my volume is now non-existent on the Mac. So I can't readjust my volume. I have to sit here and hold the volume slider and drag it to the right every time I say something. So that's why I'm a little bit, a little bit salty, because it's annoying as AF. And I, if, it's, if I can't figure a way to fix it, I'm not using Skype anymore. I'm not doing this every week. It's not happening. That's why I'm pissed off.
0: I have faith that you will figure out a fix.
2: Right. Or I, the fix is easy. Just stop using Skype. Mm, yeah. Use use uh, like Ventrilo or Discord or something else.
6: Hey, guys. It's Jonathan Gordon. This was my first ever Heroes Con. And it was great from start to finish. Got greeted by Diffa. Never met him. And started from there. Got to meet Daniel. D-Dub. Got to meet Ray got to meet Proust, got to meet the guys. By the end of the show, I'd met probably 35 people from the forum that i never met before in my life and have talked to for 10 years. And to a man, each one of them was just as great as they are on the Internet. I would just suggest for anybody who hasn't gone, to a convention hasn't gone to one of these big group meetups just bite the bullet and do it if you don't think like you'll fit in in person uh which is the case with me uh it's just nonsense uh if you fit in online on the group everybody you meet there seems to be just as genuine as you would wish and you meet them in person and the conversation just carries over in real life I loved meeting everybody, I loved doing art for everybody, uh, it was a great con, uh, well organized, just as the guys have said, have said that it is, and shout a beautiful city. Love the epicenter, uh, loved going, uh, to the diners late at night, and getting, uh, going to different barbecue joints around the town. It was just a great time, and I would suggest anyone who is thinking about going next year? Just just bite the bullet and go. So, thanks guys for suggesting such an, that, that last year that we take such an experience, and I'm glad that I took you guys' advice.
2: Thanks. But whatever, Dap, Dap and I scoured the uh, the the bins, and it was it, it's pretty funny because. You have to if you're not a seasoned con goer and you walk in on that first day and you see a a bunch of uh, a table with a bunch of boxes on it that say comics five for or comics a dollar each and you're like okay that's not so bad the very same table the next day was comics fifty cents each they just changed the signs same boxes just changed the signs and the third day that vendor had. The $0.50 was now changed to $0.25. And that was Saturday. Right? No, Sunday. Sunday Sunday was a quarter. Sunday was a quarter. So if you're willing to wait till the end of a con, the book that you were going to pay a dollar for is now a quarter. You can get three more for the same price. And that's what we did. That is what we did. Um, I'm not going to read a list because that excites no one. But I, I got all of Legion Lost. For a quarter piece, I got many acclaimed Valiants, which some of them are pretty tough to get. Um, I scored a bunch of the uh, Levitt's Giffen uh, Legion series. I think it's volume three. I got a bunch of that. I got, you know, some Evil Ernie, some Vampirella. Uh, there was a bunch of Richard Corbin that I already had that I can't stand to see Richard Corbin comics in a 25 cent box. Yeah. Fantagore. Uh, books do not go for a quarter; they go for much more than that. So I I scoop those at a quarter. Uh, what else did we get? You got a bunch of Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I ended up as I was going through what the, the things I always look for, like Vince with Legion or Valiant. Um, I try to uh, recreate my Nexus collection. I try to recreate my Grimjack collection. Um, I. I have most of I'm missing maybe almost two dozen issues of the, maybe the, I don't know if it's the fourth volume, but the it's when Jeff Johns brought Hal back. So from green Lantern rebirth, I have that volume that, that, that brought us into Sinestro core war and, and blackest night. That's the volume that I am. I'm working on completing. So everything pre flashpoint, um, that and Green Lantern Core. I, I have most of those series, so I ended up bringing home a bunch of issues from both of those runs. Um, I did find a couple, I found a, a few Nexus issues. Uh, there were some things that I had never read before that I had almost that I found almost the entirety of, uh, including, um, I think it's called Deep State. Um, never read. I think I'm missing everything but the last. I think I have everything but the last issue. I couldn't find. I think the eighth issue. All weekend, um, there were. Uh, I usually look for milestone, uh, especially icon or hardware. I didn't didn't find any this time around. Didn't leave with any e-man this time around. Uh, I did. Um, I found most of every single thing ever. From Joe and Jimmy at Event Comics, relating to Ash, I found a complete run because uh, <laughs> I had did. most. I had most of the. I had most of the original series, so I have all six issues of Ash now. I have the, the various spinoffs, um, so that's going to find a new home. I found. Uh, I bought the three issue, the three issue series Cobb by um, Bo Smith and Eduardo Barreto's his, his last work. Uh, so I. I sent my original three. I sent my original run to um, to a patron during I think our first uh, ship out, and so now someone's going to get uh, that again. Um, yeah, there were. Uh, oh, oh, the no, the big thing this year for me was the Adventures of Captain Jack from from Fantagraphics from back in the day. I am missing now one issue. I have found almost the entire series uh, between two dealers. I, I picked up a couple issues from the Five for a Dollar Dude, and then this other guy was selling complete runs uh, or consecutive issues of Marvel, DC, and independent books. So he had The Adventures of Captain Jack all but like two or three issues for five bucks, I think. And, and so I bought yeah. that. Uh, I have the first 10 issues plus Legacy of... Superman, the John Byrne run of Superman, the first ten issues, that was five bucks. Uh so there were you know, there were some things where I just I bought as as if they were they just just come for food. I, I I there were things that I, I bought to reclaim. There were some things I, I found another Mage Zero, uh the Hero Defined, which is basically um a reprint kind of bridging uh Kevin's sort of adventures between the first volume and the second volume uh i can never let anything at any time i, I kind of have to rescue anything major related in a um in a in a dollar bin uh or in a back issue bin so that that came home with me again i probably have four or five copies of those now but there were you know nothing wrong were, with that no there isn't and, and oh, you really? know and and i'm not i'm not hoarding them i'm not i'm not trying to be greedy someone will probably end up with them because i you can only read one at a time uh but no there there were there were things that i saw that either i i found three more issues of i zombie i have almost a complete run of that i didn't find any sweet tooth I, I i'm missing a few issues of that so yeah there there were definitely um there were things that i saw that i needed and there were things that I saw that I just wanted to have. And and that's what I really, that's not the only thing I enjoy about Heroes, but that, that's one thing I really like about Heroes is that I can just kind of relax, flip through these books, flip through these back issues, except for that one dude who kept um, trying to make his way into it. But it, 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 it there's, it's. It's very easy going and, and you can take your time and, and find things. Whereas there have been other cons, especially New York, because it is so crowded uh, that it's um it's not always easy to just kind of take your time and flip through um, because either they're out in the aisle and people are trying to walk by you or or they're, they're just there isn't a lot of room. That That's the great thing about Heroes is there's a lot of room in the aisles. The dealers have plenty of space so you can kind of uh you're not worried about you don't have to be in the field position looking through back issue bins you can just kind of uh breathe easy and and um it's it's very inviting and 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 welcoming and and i think it's it's much easier for me to kind of just take my time and go through the back issue bins at heroes than it is pretty much even at a regular comic shop but um yeah
2: yeah remember i told you that i had found issues one to three of paul pope's thb Yes, And I went back I, I already have issue 1 and 2 I don't have issue 3 And um, my uh, Printings on issue 1 Were not the first printing So I was deliberating I'm like oh, do I really want these I'm, I'm, I, I, I couldn't just buy one I was going to buy all three And I walked away And then about an hour later I'm like you know what I'm going to go back and get those
1: and they were gone. Mm-hmm.
2: You know who got him?
1: Uh, Dave Jordan. Nope. No Ed Pisker. Ed Pisker. Yep. I said yeah, I, I said
2: Ed, you son of a bitch. And he's like, Hey.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh, ain't, ain't no shame in Ed's game, man. He you just... shouldn't have walked away. Hey, That's right.
2: I shouldn't have walked away. Ed, Ed don't play. It. Nope. I was there. I don't know if you saw Ed's um, Facebook when he posted that he got some raw. The original raw like like the first bunch of issues he got um a a bunch of vintage but he got a mobius uh one of the marvel mobius books and uh i was there when he was picking them up and you should have seen ed's face he's like yeah man these are og this is the real stuff and he was like so happy yeah man I, i was just giggling being there watching ed pick up these great not and i'm not using that word lightly when when you're scooping the first bunch of issues of raw you're picking up great comics, mm-hmm. and Ed was there, just like awash in this. Figure his business. He's legendary. I think his bill was like five hundred. Nice, Dead Piss Great. Well, considering forget. I paid him five hundred for the piece of art I bought. That's from, what I'm saying. You know, hey, yeah, he
1: just so you bought Ed his THBs. You bought, bought those month. books.
2: Yeah. You bought my THBs too. You dick. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> but yeah, Ed was happy. Nice. And I was happy because he was, but that's the thing. It, again, if you're used to New York City, uh, New York Comic Con, Heroes is a completely different experience. Like Dap was saying, with the aisles being so big, and you're looking for back issues, searching for back issues at Heroes is a much much easier experience than searching for
0: same in New York. Oh, it, it, could, it feels it all. It feels like it. The con feels like it's empty. It does. Like it, it just. It feels like it's. It feels like it. Uh, it's it's always the preview night. Every day is preview night.
2: Yeah, it's, it's just, leisurely. It's never hard experience. to walk around. If if you have to get to your buddy who's at the other end of the con floor, chances are very good. Unless you're a sloth, you're going to get there in under five minutes. I mean, that's moving at a leisurely pace. Just checking stuff out, looking around. Hey, how you doing, New York? If you have to get from one end of the con floor to the other end, you're talking hours. Seriously. I I mean and it's not an exaggeration. Heroes is to me, and I know you guys I gotta thank you guys for for pushing it so hard. Skippy bippy. Heroes is really the only con I want to go to. Mm. The other ones are obligations. New York is an obligation. And you know, like I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I enjoy it on some level, but there's no comparison between New York and Heroes. Heroes is Heroes is the bomb, yo. Fo show yo, yep, yep. So Jason, you've been relatively silent. Why don't you? Uh,
0: <laughs> well, as exactly. I said, I was not. Uh, I did not share this experience with you all. I I only lived vicariously through y'all when I would come back to the room at night to get ready for dinner and see your giant stack of books. And uh, oh, thanks. we forgot
1: about the most important part.
0: What?
2: Why did we buy a giant stack of books?
1: Well, see, the thing is. We, it's always a worry because we flew this year. Last year, you know, we hit the, we, we, we hit the, um, the little flea market area. We were able to pack up Vince's CRV. And, and, and so there was no worry about weight and, and, and how much crap we were bringing home. This year, uh, we were flying down and, and therefore, uh, there are weight restrictions on a plane unless you want to pony up some cash and it was a little bit of a worry that um if vince and i decided to go shopping uh because paper doesn't weigh a whole lot and and jason lucked out of course with his commissions and and uh to a lesser degree vince and i did as well but if, if we were bringing home anything with any sort of weight there was a bit of a concern so once um I I thought, you know, since we weren't leaving until Monday, we might be able to like look for a, a UPS store or FedEx Kinko's and and get our shit boxed up and mailed back home. But amazingly, the Charlotte Convention Center has a UPS store right there in the lobby. And it's not a mailboxes etc. or big gyms we ship via UPS type storefront. It's 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 a legit UPS store. Will take care of All your needs. So uh, we were able to buy what we bought because Monday morning before hitting the airport, we brought our 20 pounds of comics to the UPS store where they then took them from Vince, from me, and that's the last we saw of them until yesterday because they boxed, and packed everything sent it home and as vince said it's like the con it never ended it it it's it's right here so uh no matter whether we hell even if we drive down to charlotte again uh i think we will take advantage of that because it doesn't it it really didn't matter what the shipping cost because we definitely made out like bandits, because of what we bought the comics for. Right. You know, normally, if like, but, oh, you bought, you spent, you spent 50 bucks on comics and then, you know, it cost you 20 bucks to ship it, then, you know, did you really make out? But this, yeah, we did. We did.
2: Yeah. The thing is, we really should have taken a gamble because we didn't, we didn't really investigate the UPS store until Sunday. Yeah. Like, we, we were pleasantly surprised that the box only cost what it did. Right. To ship. What we should have done is, we should have said, "Screw it." I would have bought three to five times as much yeah. as I as I had bought.
1: Agreed. Yeah, same.
2: So next time we know, mm-hmm. all bets are off next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that guy and, who was like, "Listen, you fill a long box for thirty bucks; it's yours." I, I we, we might take advantage of that. Oh hell yeah! There, I could have easily filled the long box. Oh hell yes. Yeah. And
2: and that's the same price that the local guy is going to give me a long box for 30 bucks
1: right 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 yeah yeah
2: so i mean that's random stuff this wasn't
1: so random no because you were looking for it and then filling the box yeah yeah yeah.
2: there there was chunks so next year i'm going to expect to send back at least three to four boxes of books damn yeah jason sorry go ahead
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, well, while y'all were doing that, you know what I was doing. <laughs> now, I how? Had my handy, I had my, hand, had, had my handy-dandy spreadsheet with all of my art plans. I, I, um, I had a, a majority of of my of my stuff prearranged Um, so it was was much about picking up and or hounding them to actually draw the damn things even though they were paid months before but that's another issue um, but my my only for sure plan and why we went separate ways at Jump is Steve Epting was at the show and his policy is to take 10 people on a list first come first serve at the start of the day and I know from the year before um, he fills up almost instantly So I went straight to his table and he was not set up yet, but I ended up being the very first person there. So I was uh, able to get on his list. And then from there uh, I rolled to Kevin Nolan's table who was not in my plans. Honestly, Uh, he wasn't on my list, but then I figured since he was another person that uh, you needed to get to quickly. Um, And frankly, he was super cheap. I figured I would roll over there, but his was a more traditional experience in that um, I don't know how many people he took, but his list was already full pretty much by the time, by the time the con opened. And for some of our listeners that aren't frequent con goers, you may ask yourself, how is that possible? Well, it's because there's the opening of the con and then there's the pre-opening of the con. And then there's the, when they actually let people into the con and so many people get into the con either because they are, exhibitors or they're helping a booth out or they're working at a LCS or in this case, you have press that there are hundreds of people uh, already on the con floor long before it's open. And depending on the artist, that can mean that their list is full before the fans get to come in the door. Now, some artists to avoid that have specific uh, rules in place to prevent that kind of thing. But but many don't, and Kevin Nolan, I think, was one of them. So rolled to his table, but it was no harm, no foul, because I wasn't expecting anything from him. Um, Epting was a, was a goal, and uh, Nolan would have been a bonus. And then I rolled over to Michael Cho's table, who was similar in that he doesn't take a long list, and he didn't do pre-shows, but he too was full. But it was all fine, because really the only one I, I absolutely wanted to hit was Epting. Um, and then I just went about the rather exhausting but invigorating ritual of walking through all of the aisles and checking in on pieces and setting up jam squares and saying hello. And uh, I think the thing that is the most difficult to factor for the meticulous planning that I do is the interaction part. Because in my mind, I've got a list of people I need to go see. I will go check them off very systematically, but I never properly account for the being human part of it where you run into people or you're talking to the people themselves or the artists at their tables. And these aren't one minute conversations, right? These are people you haven't often seen for probably a year, if not longer. So inevitably there's plenty of things to talk about, even if it's the basics, like how's family, how's life. And time starts to eat eat into the, the day starts to creep along. And before I know it, it's pretty much time to go and host my panel. I went the whole day on Thursday, or Friday rather. I did not have a single thing to drink or eat until uh, I drank something right before the panel, and then we ate after the panel. So I didn't eat a bite of food all day, save for that vegan muffin that you talked about earlier. But um, but so yeah, yeah, I just got totally consumed by it.
1: But you should have, um, obviously... And and I, I hope this is not a theme because I hope this doesn't happen to you next time, uh, but you could have grabbed a bite during the panel.
0: Well, that's true. Yes, that is true. Um, the panel, as David mentioned, was not what we what I hoped it would be. Um, but Ed was super cool about the whole thing. He. He views Claremont as one of the all-time greats, and was very deferential to Claremont jumping on the panel. But in all honesty, the panel turned out exactly like I thought it would, which was not necessarily a good thing. In that, uh, Chris is is um, eh, I don't I don't know if bitter is the word, but he's he's a, he's a guy that 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 lives in a bygone era. He 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 believes his own press clippings he it's one thing for all of us to tell him how important his x-men run was to us but he believes that to be true he believes he had the best run ever he believes he's one of the most important creators ever and he's largely stopped reading comics for many many years yet he does pay attention to the plots of these comics so he hasn't. He knows just enough to complain about how stupid he thinks all so is, but he hasn't actually read them. So most of the panel was the audience asking questions that Claremont interjected five to ten minute answers for in Non-Sequitur, while balancing eating a hoagie and having a drink. Um, the only nuggets of the panel that made it a worthwhile experience from my vantage were when Ed took a moment to interject his thoughts on Uh, One of the questions uh, every now and then, and I thought he was fascinating, but in a way, it was even more painful because I found myself getting engaged by the path that Ed would take us on, only to then be derailed, and I kept thinking how awesome it would have been to have an hour just to sit down and chat with him, which was the plan. But a lot of other people seem to dig it. I guess Claremont is a draw. People do... There's a bit of idol, uh, of idol worship there. People love the idea of just being in his presence. And admittedly, I like the idea of the fact that I can say I hosted a panel with Chris Claremont. Yeah. Flip a dip. I got a great picture of Ed, Chris, and I that I will always cherish. Just like when uh, Neesman and I got to meet Stan Lee years ago, thanks to Ron Richards. And so, it, I mean, from that from that perspective, although we had spoken to Chris many times over the years at different cons and I had thanked him for his work, this was certainly the most personal direct interaction. I ever had with him so so I do appreciate that opportunity. Um, but the panel was certainly nothing to write home about beyond that. And uh, for the patrons, I believe you've you've had the chance to hear the panel, right? Vince, this who is true. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Um, and then Friday night, did we? Was that the night we basically crashed?
1: Friday night, we went to uh, Cabo Fish Taco, which was awesome uh that's when uh we we uh stewart was with us and that's when and friday is when is when uh brian vander finally showed up for uh, his con appearance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so friday morning vander strolls in uh set up for his table but yes so friday evening after after the panel we dropped everything off decided where to uh where to eat we kind of stayed around if we weren't in our hotel room if we weren't at the con, we were somewhere on Noda and the uh, because the because no, we forgot Haberdish Thursday evening dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, but um, well, Haberdish was
0: place, uh, a place. There's a website called Eater, which big city people, no doubt, are familiar with. It's a, it's a foodie site and there's tons. It's It's we've got a million things on the site, reviews and lists you know well, most romantic places that sort of thing but in new york the eater list there's an eater heat list and it's 15 it's the 15 hottest restaurants now in new york that list turns over a lot and being on it's very prestigious and it's one of those things where if a restaurant is on the heater list uh the eater heat list uh in new york you can pretty much not get a table there for months on end so it becomes this thing where you're dying to go to these places but you have to wait um Charlotte now has an eater list, uh, and I really wanted to try something from the list. And Haberdish was one of the places that was the highest rated. It's uh, the menu looked awesome. So for for months in advance of this, the plan was to hit Haberdish um, over the weekend. And since we were in the area already because of the brews, uh, the or the brewery stuff, we we managed to, to, to get there Thursday night and it was hella disappointing. Hella disappointing. <laughs> Food was fine, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, It was nothing, nothing special. Um, so it, it, it definitely, I'm glad in retrospect, it was the first dinner we had there because, uh, it was definitely the least impressive of the dinners.
1: Yeah. Cause we saved, I, well, I, I think we would all agree that, um, Hands down, the best dinner was Saturday night. But uh so Friday, yes. Yeah, so Friday we, we um we decide to take our Ubers back to Noda, which is across the street and up the block from Haber we went to Cabo San uh Cabo Fish Tacos, which, as been said, was awesome. The um the tacos were really, really good. Um the wine was good too.
7: Hey, this is Joseph Stiller. I just wanted to uh, uh, say that this uh, this year's Heroes Con was my uh, was my my third time at the show, and was by far the greatest uh, the greatest show I've ever uh, I've ever been to. Uh, it was fantastic. Made even more great by all the great EOC people I met there, who were uh, too numerous to name. But uh, needless to say, I cannot wait uh, to uh, get back to Charlotte next year. Thanks, everyone.
1: Bye. I pretty much had all my beer on Thursdays I, I had I had two beer flights between uh heist and nota brewing company I was pretty much beered out at that point so um we enjoyed um we enjoyed dinner I really don't know I think we kind of just did, did we yeah we, we went back to the hotel and then we went back downstairs for a few minutes um Friday I believe and then uh Friday was a wrap um you guys crashed
2: Mario Jason, and,
1: and, Jason and I crashed. Oh yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and
2: because, I, in an uncharacteristic move, went back down to the bar yeah, with Mario.
1: Right. The Mario, and, then, and you stayed there the latest, right? Mario came back up before Mario you.
2: Mario came back up an hour later. I was still down. Oh, there.
1: okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Um which I'm I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that, you know, we we um that we 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 that that there was a presence um down well the crew, I was in bed before midnight, it was glorious yeah, yeah, and I mean and and for me i I wanted to at least be somewhat rested because my panel was at eleven thirty Saturday morning, uh so we made it to the con Saturday well, wait, wait, wait wait, whoa, whoa, the whoa.
2: crew was down there, that's why I didn't come back up. How could I leave tom Kelly, wendy Freeman, Dave wachter Kelly Williams, Dave Jordan, Alexi Zerit, um like go down the list, like everybody was at the bar, yes, um was there, like so I said, screw it i 'm not going back up. These are all the people we know i 'm just going to sit and chill and talk comics, and ended up talking the most with with Dave Wachter because i haven 't seen him in so long, mm-hmm. and he you know we were very close back in the day, and then life takes its toll, and Dave goes one way and we go the other, yep. but uh, Dave is one of the con fixtures that I actually make the trip to see, like Dave's our buddy. So um, I was sitting with him and talking with him, and then everything uh, spirals, and everybody just congregates, and it was awesome. Yeah. And I I don't know why I don't do it. I'm glad you did. I know why I don't do it, because of the chaos of New York. (laughs) Yeah. In, In Chicago, it's easy, because... The the hotel, but it's the same setup, really, right? The the hotel bar is very close to the con, so everybody just goes there and and chills. But you don't get that in New York. The it's it's optimal in Charlotte.
1: No, yeah. Plus plus in New York, you know, everybody you got the publisher parties. That's the other thing because this is a comic book show. You don't have the the publisher booths. You don't have there's no Marvel or DC or Dark Horse or Image presence there there, there's no huge 50 foot tall banner um with every event that marvel has planned for the next three months it's just it's 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 comic dealers art dealers and artists uh so because whereas new york has all the after parties and and everybody getting together to 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 hang out and and make deals that 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 doesn't happen in Charlotte because as Vince just said it's 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 everybody who's going to the con fans and creators alike hanging out and right that's
2: the thing for every Flippa and Ford and Arnie that was there there was a Latour and a and a Han and a and uh, melon you know yes. what i mean
1: yep. yeah then it's it, it it and everybody is is super friendly because while i'm while i'm talking to dave proust while i'm talking to flip but while i'm talking to jonathan gordon eric donovan comes over and and we chat for a little bit and 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 you know and, and he's talking to and because dave proust and, and his wife are going to be in new york for um during uh the week that uh, new york comic-con is happening and while i believe um david will be hitting the con at least one day uh, he and his wife will be in town for the week and, um, you know, Eric was giving him and Eric who is not a native New Yorker, but has been to New York comic con and it actually was in New York a couple of weeks ago. But Eric's giving, giving Proust who lives in Texas, you know, some things I want to look out for and maybe, you know, where you should stay, you know, don't, don't necessarily go to a hotel, you know, check out Airbnb or something, get a little bit more bang for your buck. And, and I mean, I'm standing here watching these two people have this conversation where it would be impossible in, in, at New York or, or maybe C2E2. But I mean, here it's just like, it's, it's just, it's, it's a very friendly laid back, casual vibe. And I really, really do love that about Charlotte. Yeah. um, And, and the, and, and I, I, it warms my heart to know that, that you hung out down there for so long. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not out of obligation. I was enjoying. No, it that's though. the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and it's I mean, even when we're we, even after the auction, everybody's hanging out together. It's still not. It's not like anybody was just like. Nobody was rolling their eyes like, "Oh, okay, they're coming too." Everything is just is is just so it it just flows naturally. It's it's just it's it's, it's really family. yeah. That that's exactly the right word. Um, so Vince finally makes it upstairs. Late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Saturday morning, we. Hit Whole Foods again, hit the con. Vince and I do a little bit of uh, a little bit more shopping. I do not know um, <laughs> when you made your way over, really, to to talk to to actually. Uh, this is so weird for me to say this to to commission yeah. artists for work. But um, I'm going to step aside to let you let everybody know what happened this past weekend. Well, it,
2: it was an experience that may that could possibly have soured everything for me, were I someone who drags drags things along, which I'm not. And I looked at it as a learning experience, as Jason likes to say, "Caveat emptor," right? Let the buyer beware. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess to preface my experience i'm not a gambler um i don't bet on wild cards okay i want a sure thing matthew allison in my mind is a sure thing when i plunk down my money to get a piece of matthew allison art i know exactly what i'm going to get it's Mm -hmm. going to it's it's going to be a visually stunning dynamically composed depending on how much you pay for the commission Intricate piece of art. No surprises. There's no surprises with the Matthew Allison piece, or I mean, and you, and you can list a bunch. Like you, if you go to Jim Mafood, you know what you're going to get, right? And uh, previous episodes, I I mentioned that I wanted to get an Alexei Zirit Cosmic Ghostwriter piece because I I honestly love Alexei Zirit's art. Um. So the the piece was a hundred dollars paid in advance and i said cool i got on a list mario and myself were the first two on his list mario got um Des- uh, uh destiny and i uh, forget someone another character from Oh, San-
1: uh, golden age Sandman and destiny
2: right golden age Sandman and destiny and on the sheet he wrote his name with a slash and the characters he wanted as did i i wanted cosmic ghost rider I said, cool, gave him the 100 bucks. picked it up later. I don't dislike it, but he, uh, f- I don't know the reasons why he wasn't completely invested in the piece, whether he had a lot of work to do or he didn't care or he was too lazy to Google Cosmic Ghost Rider and to see that the bike, which he didn't draw at all, is very, very different than the Ghost Rider bike. There's a giant plasma ball. In the forks on the front of the bike, and I mean, if you've read um Thanos, Doug and Stan, like you know, um, um, uh, Donnie Cates Thanos. You know, the Cosmic Ghost Rider. What I got was not Cosmic Ghost Rider; it was a Ghost Rider mm-hmm. on top of a skull <laughs> with with the, the the typical or the traditional, I should say, Alexei Zirit brushwork. It, w- it it probably took him maybe. Fifteen minutes to draw, and it's not a, a horrid piece of art it's it's there are parts of it that are pleasing to my eye, but it's not what I asked for and I was like, okay, you know, live and learn it's not all that great um, I, I will not stop buying his books because I think he's a phenomenal talent. I love his artwork, but I will never commission him to do anything again. I'll take that hundred dollars and give it to Matthew Allison or someone else, someone I know that's gonna. Or, or, I mean, if you go onto our Facebook page, you'll see the the artwork that we got. Jason and Dap got spectacular work, as did I. But it's just that one that sticks out. That you know, it it, it was the one semi negative experience from my initial foray into commissioning art. No big deal. You know? I just it it I again, it was a learning experience. And I'll be I'll be very wary before I engage in um you know with someone that um and, and it's not just me. Mario was not pleased with his as well. So you look at the data, you look at the experience. Two people paid a hundred dollars for a commission and didn't get Spectacular results. But the the twist of the blade was Zeret did a, a ghostwriter, a traditional ghostwriter, at the same show, but it was his next higher tier of commissions. Like he has a hundred dollar commission and then there's another one higher. I don't know if what are they, a hundred and quarter, a hundred and fifty. And the ghostwriter he drew for that one was spectacular. So it's like is the guy dependent on money? I don't want to trash him. But right.
1: He didn't, he didn't follow through. And, and, and the thing, it's, it's not, based on what you're used to seeing from him, I can understand there'd be a level of expectation. And, and Mario doesn't, not, not that you do at all, but Mario doesn't really, um, I don't, I I know he gets commissions from time to time, but because he, he doesn't, he seems to hone in on certain, certain creators for certain characters, um, it's, it's weird to see him for me to see him not be so thrilled with what he got. I know that if, if um I know that there's one particular piece, um there's a uh and D character that, that, that Jason got a commission of. Um some elf that looks like Blink and, and I know that he isn't thrilled with that but based on everything else jason ended up with this weekend that, that that was that that that's literally a small price to pay whereas with with the few commissions you got that one uh i, I can see it i can understand it's stinging a little bit more especially when right. it's a creator like that who you are a big fan of you've talked about space. yeah you know yeah.
2: So I, I, I love his work love his work right but the thing the thing was i could tell when i was talking to him initially he it. He, he was just like okay you know like uh you know i'll do it and but he wasn't he wasn't drawing at the at the time i was talking to him he just seemed removed from the entire transaction and it's like i should have gotten i should have seen which way the wind was blowing from that conversation but i had already given him my money so it's i didn't want to say like dude you know what i mean at least you could look at me Mm -hmm. while you're talking to me yeah i just gave you a hundred bucks to draw something like
0: That's why I, 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 you know, some artists, every artist is different. Um, Some don't draw at all. Some draw but charge a lot and just do a few pieces. Some try and bang out as many as they can. I have over the years grown an increasing respect for the artists who don't draw or draw a very few things over the weekend. Because Mm -hmm. as someone who does collect a lot of art... um, there's nothing more disappointing than engaging in the process of commissioning something and coming to the conclusion as you had in that case that the artist just wasn't into it. Right. I would rather than just say I'm not into it or I'm not in the mood to draw because there's always going to be other opportunities. There's always, am- I mean, the coolest thing about comics is that there is an abundance and never ending abundance of amazing Art and artists. Sure. And at Heroes, there were nearly 700 artist alley tables. So, sure, there are people that we covet or think, oh, I don't know if I'm ever going to see this person again. I want to get a piece. But in every one of those instances where I haven't been able to get a piece, it's been far less memorable or damaging to me Mm -hmm. than when something happens like what you just described where I get a piece and I feel like it's not good or not something that they really cared about. I'd much rather just not get a piece. And so I can still at least hope right. down the line that something happens where it works out. And and uh yeah, I mean it, it definitely I think your the impact of that is is directly correlated to how much art you procure. If you're like most people and you're getting one, two, three pieces at a show, if a piece disappoints you for whatever reason, that that's that can totally sour your memory of the con. Which didn't happen to you. I mean, it didn't sound remember the con, but I'm saying it it leaves its mark whereas whereas as, as David alluded, there, there was one piece in particular that um, it was an off-putting experience but but in the context of how much art I procured it's it's almost table stakes but this, mathematically speaking, the odds that every piece I get, given the volume of art I procure it, it there's almost no chance I'm going to love every piece, right? like like statistically that's almost impossible. So for me, if I only have one bad experience out of uh the whole weekend, that's that's more than tolerable.
2: Right. And and the negative experience of the Zirit was more than balanced by the fact that uh Jason Dapp and myself were gifted original art from a listener Yes. Uh, his, na- his name's Patrick mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say that uh, Patrick did um, Hedora, the smog monster, for me. It is one of the best pieces of art, original art, that I own. Yes. I, I love it. It is a phenomenal, mm-hmm. nuanced image. I mean, it's, the line work in it is breathtaking. And it's, it's loose. While being controlled, it, it shows uh, restraint in the fact that he did tremendous detail in the lower regions of Hedora. But as Hedora, as his head entered the clouds, it's just line, like very, very spare line work. It's amazing. And you can see it on, on the, the image gallery that accompanies this episode and on my Facebook thing. But see, that's the universe balancing things out. Mm-hmm. I had a not so great experience with Zirrit, and out of the blue, uh, Patrick, a listener and a patron who owes us nothing, I know, right, gave me this beautiful piece of art which will be framed. The, yes. the Zirrit the, the will stay in <laughs> a in the dark recesses of, of my my flat file, and uh, the the Besenson
0: is going on the wall because yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. A little more on that, because I don't think you or David had a chance to meet him, right? No, we didn't. So, So Patrick did find me and introduced himself, and he and his wife, who live in Canada, came to Heroes because of our continuous love for the show. He's a lifelong comic fan, but had never been to a comic convention, and because of the way we speak of the show, he earmarked... That this was going to be the show that he finally broke his conchery on. Oh. So he and his wife flew down from Canada to attend the show, and I wish I had run into him again later in the weekend. Hopefully, he'll hit us up on on the for uh, on the group or in, on the Patreon site. Um, it, the, the the con was was young, was just getting started when we ran into each other, and he was having a great time to that point. So I hope it was a fantastic weekend for them both. But uh, as you said, he he pulls out the art, and I was stunned because, uh, oh, real talk, we have been fortunate to be given gifted art on uh, quite a few occasions. Um, And the thought of it by itself is, is incredibly flattering. Um, But in this case, the art was actually dope too, (laughs) which is nice. (laughs) Um, In fact, I posted all of my art pieces as well as did we all on the Facebook group. And one of our uh, active members, Brian Lee Redding highlighted Patrick's domino that he did for me as the favorite piece that I posted so, um, yeah, it's 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 incredible the people that that uh, are in in the EOC periphery. It's, uh it's it's truly wonderful,
2: talented bunch of individuals. Yeah, extremely. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, my initial foray into original art, I, I've bought pages before. Uh, as dap can attest i got a shit ton of keith giffen i i I have some you know Nestor redondo i have some alex nino I, i have original art but they were traditional printed pages i have never up until this point paid someone to draw something for me and seeing how much fun dap and jason have at it I said what the hell and it was it was a lot of fun. I didn't do yeah. nearly as much running around as Jason. No. That's bullshit. Well, nobody so did. Yeah, nobody nobody does. Does. There's yeah. there's no friggin' way I would I could yeah. have I could have a, a fleet of Peloponnes and a millions <laughs> of dollars in the bank and I would never engage in that kind of he, I mean he loves it. He honestly loves it. I, I it would be too much of a logistical nightmare for me.
0: Right. So 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 I'm not going to go over all the pieces that I got because it would take forever. Sure. I, d- I did post every piece. So for those curious, uh, every piece is posted on our Facebook uh, group, which is uh, facebook.com slash groups slash 11 o'clock comics. Um, it's also every piece is posted on my comic art fans gallery, which is comicartfans.com to search for my name. Um, it's all there. It's also all posted... Um, I guess those, I mean those are two easiest places for you guys to see them, but uh, the grand total, which includes jam squares, so any any single drawing on a jam piece I'm counting, was seventy four pieces of art. <laughs> 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 which sick bastard? Which I, uh, I I checked in on our good friend Felix, who generally is at the con, but but could be there for this year, and uh, touched base with him on a number of things and told him my tally, and he absolutely lost his shit. Uh, Felix has been collecting and more recently selling art um, for much of his life. And he told me I have an illness. You do? (laughs) (laughs) So a few people asked about seeing me run around the con all weekend um, and said it it didn't seem to them like I was having fun. Um, And I, I explained that for me, it's, it's the the best way I can describe it is it's like a puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. The completion of the weekend, getting all of those art pieces collected and, and acquired is tantamount to solving a huge mental Sudoku, right? It's, it's, it's the idea of putting all this planning together and then having it come to fruition. And when it's all done, even though, yes, it is consuming and sometimes hectic, it's a tremendous sense of achievement. Uh, it's, it's like leveling up in a video game. It's, it's, this, it's this feeling that I optimized the artistic available energies at this convention in a way that few others could possibly do.
2: Yeah. To me, it looks like you're working the lament configuration
0: from Hellraiser. You, you're yeah, you you're, you're, you're I looking. That. I get that. I, I had probably a dozen people say, man, I saw you this weekend. It just seemed like you were going crazy. Because I'll, I'll be walking through a, you know, I'll be walking very fast down the aisle and I'll just remember, oh, I got to stop here and I'll make a quick 90 degree, you know, 180 degree turn and head back the other way because I realized I forgot and, and I just do that constantly and keep referencing my spreadsheet until uh, until it's all checked off. And and to be honest, it was a very different experience this year because we opted to stay through uh, until Monday Whereas we normally leave Sunday afternoon. And so we spend very little time in the past at the con on Sunday. We spend a few hours early wrapping up things, buying souvenirs, saying goodbyes. It's not much of an art hustle. This time, um, although for me it was – I had 12 pieces to pick up on Sunday. And five of them were not ready until the last 10 minutes of the convention. (laughs) So, um, and, and interestingly, it it just turned out that that was kind of the case for everybody. Uh, Ray, um, had a piece that wasn't ready until six o'clock on Sunday. Mario had a piece from Gonzo that wasn't ready until six o'clock on Sunday. So we all had impetus. Sometimes I worry that I feel bad that I'm making people, our crew hang out while I'm waiting for my art. But in this case, we all had to, had to wait around. So it ended up not being as much of a hassle. We all were there for the same reasons. But, uh, but yeah, the last piece of that 74 was delivered into my hands at about 6 o'clock sharp. I'm glad you mentioned that
2: we had time to kill at mm-hmm. the end of the last day of the, the show, which mm-hmm. is not traditionally is not something we experience.
0: That's very true.
2: We don't um, see the teardown, and it was great to yep. be there when everybody was packing up and hugging and saying their goodbyes. and mm-hmm. it, it, it It's another glimpse into that con going world that we haven't seen heretofore.
0: So the vastly plans of mice and men, one of the main reasons we agreed to stay through till Monday is because every year we bow out before uh heroes is essentially a, a an LCS, a family con and a big family con, sure, but a family con. And uh, there's a tradition that after, the con wraps up on Sunday. Uh, Sheldon and his wife and the Heroes, are hard-to-find store crew, throw a giant barbecue to decompress and celebrate the weekend uh, at Heroes, the shop itself, which we had never been to. And pretty much every year when we get back from the con, uh, our peoples uh, that were at the show with us, a lot of the creators, always say, oh, man, you guys should stay for the barbecue one of these years. It's so much fun. So we had intended to stay over on Sunday for the barbecue. But, uh, but as we're, as we're wrapping up and and saying our goodbyes, we heard from enough people that have been to the barbecue that maybe it wasn't exactly something we needed to prioritize. Um, now I'm sure it would have been fun, but the fact is it was an outdoor thing with, with big lines at food trucks and, uh, it was 90 plus degrees so we kind of said, "eh, I don't know, I don't know." You know, we just got done spending four days with all these people. I don't know that we need another few hours. And we uh, we we played it low key. And we went to a barbecue joint uh, uh, that uh, people had been recommending to us all weekend instead, and uh, just had a little a little small intimate last dinner together. Yes, and Travis. it was it was us and and, and uh, Mario and, and Ray. Um,
2: that was pretty much our, our constant satellites for the for the weekend. Mario definitely because he was um, in the same room with us, but Ray was was um, with us for a, a good chunk of the show. Uh, and Cliff and, and Justin. Well, yeah, I mean Cliff, Cliff and Justin, that they're they're constants too. But it, it was amazing. It's an amazing amazing experience. Um, do uh, we uh,
0: want? I was just going to say it's a, a, a few a few art anecdotes, um, that stood out. Um, Jay Lee, who (laughs) will real real, real talk to to anyone listening. that's a, that's a regular art collector. Jay Lee's name often makes people cringe because he has a reputation, uh, of being horribly late with commissions. Um, there are people who contend that they're owed commissions from him for years and the, and whatnot. Now, really? Yeah. Now, to be fair, I have never had that experience. Um, I have commissioned Jay, I think, three times prior to this. And it's always been perfectly fine. Um, He has the piece for me at the show. We're good. So my experience has not been um, like many others. So with that in mind, I commissioned him again this time for a beast. And he was one of the first pre-show commissions I arranged. I believe I paid him for the piece in April. So on Friday morning, I I arrived to his table and he looks at me and says very kindly, Oh, I didn't have time to do pre-shows. Now, when one hands you money three months prior to a show, it's pretty much impossible to justify those words. (laughs) It's pretty much not. There's no legitimate justification for then suggesting you didn't have time to draw before the show. And that's a super important point usually because most artists will tell you when they're doing at-home commissions in the comfort of their own home or studio and they have time to think on it and prep it and let the creative juices flow, it's generally going to be a better piece. All things being equal, most artists' at-home pieces are better apples to apples than their con pieces. Because at a con, they are rushing around. They're under the gun. They've taken on bit, bitten off more than they can chew. It's just the nature of the beast. So I was already skeptical at this point because I thought, okay, here we go. Uh, he had also agreed to do a jam piece for me as well. Now, I checked back repeatedly over the weekend, and every time I checked back, after reminding him who I was and what I was, what I was there for, he hadn't started my piece. So I could see where this was going. And then on Sunday... At probably around 2 o'clock, Mario and I were doing the rounds, and I stopped by his table, and Jay said that uh, – now, I should say he had done my jam piece the, uh, the the night before. He had taken my jam piece home and done it that night, so I give him credit for that. But um, he, he at 2 o'clock on Sunday, he hadn't started my piece, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, like this is not good because, again, I paid this dude a lot of money, and I paid him months ago, and he's going to shit out a piece really quick for me. That uh, he did the old can uh can can I break can I can I mail it to you? And I'm sure that's where a lot of a lot of art collectors would say sure, because they're thinking I'd rather you take your time and do a great piece and mail it to me than I would you doing a piece for me in the waning hours of the convention. But because of Jay's rep, I, I said, listen, all respect, no, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, I paid you three months ago. Um you've had the whole weekend. You haven't done it. None of that is my fault. So I, I want the piece here this weekend or I want a refund. I don't, I don't want you to mail it to me. So he said, oh, no problem. Cool. Cool. Respect. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do the piece. So I said, okay. And Mario's like, dude, he's going to shit it out. I said, I'm going to shit it out. Um, at, he told me five o'clock. He said, when do you absolutely need to buy?" I said, I need it by five o'clock. Knowing that the convention at six. So <laughs> we got busy doing other things. At like 5.15, Mario's like, we need to go by Jay's table. And I said, yeah, but I'm going to – I'm going to absolutely want to smash his face in if he's working on another piece. So he said – Mario said, okay, we'll, we'll walk by. You keep your distance. I'll roll right past his table and see what he's working on and let you know. So we walked by. Mario pulls us past his table. He comes over and goes, dude, he's working on a piece that's not yours. I think, motherfucker, right? But then Ray holds, rolls over. He's like, well, he said it'd be our five. Maybe he already did it. Mm-hmm. And I said, dude, we stopped at this table like 445 or 450. I mean four like 430. And he, he, hadn't, he hadn't even done it. so how would, And he goes, well, you never know. So I roll back over. Jay says, oh, I got your piece. So then I'm thinking in my head, Christ, this guy did this piece in 15 minutes. Like, what did I get myself into? And this motherfucker, he pulls out the beast, and it's beautiful. And I was floored. Because this dude is a goddamn maestro with the ink. Yes. Um, for those that don't know, Jay has a—he basically uses um, a brush, a paintbrush and ink, like an ink wash. His 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 style for commissions is is, is black ink with a brush. Uh, he basically had a very rough, very rough pencil outline of the beast uh, head, and then just took a brush to it for 15 minutes and goddamn crushed it. It's beautiful, and so it all worked out. But I have to say, I'm I'm stunned that it worked out.
7: Hey guys, it's
0: uh, a Dippa
7: here. And hot ass motherfucking Texas. Anyways, I'm just calling about talking about talking about heroes and whatnot. I actually had a blast. It was um the best convention experience I've ever gone to. Um got tons of art. I got some books. But what I really enjoyed is just hanging out with everybody. I loved hanging out with my roommate Ray. David, Daniel, and the unofficial roommate, Jonathan. Um, it was a blast seeing everybody at the uh, bar. It was a tremendous, you know, uh, I felt tremendous love when I saw the boys, especially David got a little chubby there when I gave him a hug. Um, but, you know, overall, I had like a blast. Saturday night was Just absolute why I had so much fun Saturday night. Won't go into details, but I suffered the next day on my plane ride, got a little dizzy, got a little sick, but overall it was one of the best con experiences I ever gone to. And I kinda said to myself I wasn't gonna go like, you know, this is gonna be my last con for a while, my last out of state con. But you know what? I think I may go back next year. Uh, just so I can hang out with um, everybody. Just I felt like this huge kinship. and you know I just felt like family there. It was so much fun. Anyways, thanks for everything y'all do. I'll talk to you later. Bye.
0: I got it. I can't go through talking about my art without giving Jay Gonzo the love. So, everybody listeners all know Jay Gonzo. Lamont Del Destino, Been on our show before. He's created one of our logos. He's our homie. Uh, Jay took commissions on I want to say early last fall maybe it was the summer but he took on commission lists he had some bills to pay so forth so on I commissioned him at the time to do a Moby Dick because that is my newest theme and he was all stoked to do it uh, and then he got in a uh, accident and he broke some ribs he broke his drawing hand the whole, whole situation so he was unable to draw for probably six months totally understandable it Wasn't wasn't a problem but he kept feeling some kind of way about it, even though totally was under, I mean, who could be mad at that, right? It's, it's not like dude was shirking his responsibilities, but he kept hitting me up saying, listen, man, I'm going to make it up to you. And I said, you don't have anything to make up. Yeah. I mean, I, like, you really don't like you. You're going to do the piece for me when you're ready. It's not, I'm not sweating it, man. Like it's cool. But regardless of that, Jay got healthy. He started turning out the commissions he owed people. And to his credit, man, he drew extra commissions for people. So if someone bought a commission, from him last year, he gave them two commissions, the second one for free. If you bought two commissions, he gave you like an 11 by 17 full commission as a third for free. Like just because he wanted to apologize for the delays, which I can assure you 99.9% of artists would never do, mm-hmm. nor maybe should they. I mean, it's, it's, it's asking a lot. And for me, he didn't give me an extra commission, but he put his heart into this Moby Dick piece. And the first time I heard about it was Don Mock. Shout out uh, Don saw the piece in Atlanta when they got together before the show and told me I was going to plot and then you guys saw the piece I guess um because you had caught up with him before I did at uh at the bar and when I finally saw saw the piece, I was absolutely just just floored i mean it was it was it was incredible it's it's thirty one inches long. And it really can't be described. I can't describe it to you on an audio chat, but there are pictures of it at our spots. Uh, But it's truly a masterpiece. Such a masterpiece that it was too large to pack in my bag. I had to FedEx it home. And I showed it off to a bunch of art dealers and artists, and every one of them was pretty much jaw on the floor saying, motherfucker, I would never have the time and patience to draw that for anybody. So... Much love to him for that, because in a, in a con where I got an insane amount of amazing artwork, uh, it would be a lie to say his wasn't the best.
2: Yeah, it's astounding. It really yeah. is.
0: Yeah. I'm jealous. It's great. I told, I told you guys it arrived yesterday from FedEx with a slight bend, but the bend is all good, because uh, the Omnibu took care of it. Yeah, right. And uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to put it, because i want to be able to see it quite often.
2: All right. While we're on the subject, real talk. Can we pick what our favorite piece of art from the weekend was? You already did, right? You're going to go with Gonzo's as your favorite piece of art? I have to, yeah. Okay. Dap, what was yours? Oh, man.
1: Well, I didn't... See, the thing is... And yes, I will... will, If I have to pick one, I'll I'll say it. But I want to preface this all by saying that... um, You know, we all know that spreadsheet king over here he's, he's very meticulous he he he, <laughs> he, he, he plans his shit out i think like march april maybe when when they started leaking out you know who oh was yeah gonna be a hero so so he started you know we're we're, we're in our little group and and jason's like all right so the, the, i'm hitting up instagram i'm hitting up their blog spots i'm doing everything i can to find out you know where who they are if i don't have them yet what they do what what, what they might be what their strengths are and um He's got shit planned out. And I kind of, I, I, I'm like the leech kind of lap onto the back of his calf. And I, I, I'm, I'm watching to see who might be, um, who I can, uh, maybe pester to see what they can do for me. So there were, it's this, this was a con where I, I was really, really happy with Everything that I had pre-ordered, um, I think I only did about eight pre-show commissions, or, or at least hit hit the artist up before the show. Um, but the uh, there were a couple that I had commissioned for my wife, um, and then there were a couple that I bought at the show. Which completely blew me away, and I, I couldn't pass up. But as far as things that I, um, that I absolutely love, um, my favorite that I think I left the show with—that was a pre-show commission. Um, my favorite pre-show is probably uh, the uh, the Bruno Zamora mm-hmm. Lobo. Um, although I love the look of the Pat Quinn one with homeboy with the whiskey bottle and just the tongue out. I have and and, and 11 by 17 is gorgeous, but there were, um, there's one piece in particular that I left with. Um, well, <laughs> there, there are two pieces that I left with one. One is a complete steal because Vince reminded me after the fact of who inked this original art page, but, um, it's a page from Spider-Man 2099, penciled by Rick Leonardi, inked by Al Williamson, um, that 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 cost a, a pittance. I mean, it's it's embarrassing uh, how little this page cost me. But I I can happily say I now own a uh, an original Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Whoop whoop. Um,
0: it's, yes, sir! It's,
1: it's the preliminary his his, his, uh, his preliminary sketch for the cover of DC Nation number zero. And what happened was um, I was flipping through the work he had on his table and um, there were a couple of pages from a JLA classified story that he had penciled, um, that Gail Simone had written. The first half of, or most of that, that story was inked by uh, Klaus Jansen and um, and then Sean Phillips towards the end. The pages he had here were inked by Sean and but they didn't have any there weren't any members of the Justice League on it. There was the the extras and, and the uh the big bads of, of the story. So um my heart really wasn't in to getting anything from that. Uh there were a couple of Atari Force pages. Nothing of um nothing of any major note that I can recall. They were also parts of, of a larger, of a whole. So like just when I buy an original art page, I try to maybe get the bulk of, of a story on that one page. So you can kind of look at that on, on its own and and still get something out of it without having to read the other 18 pages. Um, and, and, and then I get to the other portfolio, which has like, you know, some, some style sheets, some model guides, like things for, um, the Batman Forever movie or or, or the, the statues and just, just things like that. But then I see Superman. And I'm looking at it and then I go back to the Justice League, the, the JLA Classified page. And then I go back to the Superman and I'm looking at Vince and I'm like, okay, so there's this. And before I can even finally really finish saying there's this or I could get this, Vince just has this look on his face like, why the fuck are you even entertaining anything other than that, that, that preliminary? It's like, I don't even I don't I don't even know who the hell you are right now. Just uh, the fact that you're still like even thinking about it, just I don't. Uh, so it, that 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 pretty much uh seal the deal at that point. But I um I I was extra- I didn't you know the, the, it there was definitely a lot of quality for me this time around. I wasn't going for the quantity, especially anything like. Jason goes after I didn't get any jams done I didn't I I didn't take the jams out of the sleeves at all uh because I didn't I didn't have time to really I didn't make myself available to hit up artists to see if they had time for any jams for me because I was on the dealer side with Vince but I just had to kind of pick up the commissions and then I, I I would flip through stacks of of pages or or portfolios when we were at somebody's table um But I am, I am so very, very happy with everything I left with. The Carl's Grimjack is fantastic. The, the, like I said, the, the Lobo, the, um, the, I, I, I still smile when I think about the John Bergen, uh, Spidey versus Ric Flair piece. That, that's just, I mean, that, that's gorgeous. And, and John is such a hella nice dude, man. And I, I cannot wait to hit him up for something else down the line, um, the piece that uh, the. By the way, I, lo- I love how Vince asked you to name your favorite, and you. Couldn't and name I didn't. Every I just. I got. know He I cheats. Can. He cheats. That's oh, all right. Yeah, just just like in your travels. Don't worry about it.
2: No, you did cheat because you said. I said my, favorite,
1: my favorite, favorite pre-show. Right. Another, and then. No, I said, and then yeah, you're listening every piece you got. <laughs> I said favorite. i just. Throwing, my favorite piece um, is is the uh, Garcia Lopez.
0: Damn right it is. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, also shout out since we're talking art to uh, to Michael Dooney. Yeah, that? see?
1: That's, I didn't mention that. Uh, Michael is yes.
0: one of the very first people I ever commissioned. I commissioned a very sexy uh, Shanna the She-Devil way back at uh, C2E2 2011. Um, ha- had never reached out to him since. not No particular reason. Just, uh, you know, the lists are always long and uh, reached out to him this time just saying, hey man, you up for a domino and he he hit me back with an email with a, it's Jason Wood. And I thought, what the fuck is Turns out he's been listening. He's been listening to the show nonstop, loyal for years and years, and didn't he didn't remember that we that he had done something for me back in the day. Um, but yeah, he's pretty much been listening for most of the show's existence, and um, it was a cool little little quid pro quo moment where he he was stoked to meet us. We were stoked to meet him and get art from him, and uh, it was it was dope. And I'm sure he's listening to this. So shout out, Michael.
2: Yeah, I've always loved doing his work. Yeah. Next next show, I'm getting a vamperella from him. Nice. He
1: needs to. Yeah, you
2: need oh, to- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What um, was your favorite piece, Vince?
2: Well, uh, okay. I, I think this talk illuminates our strategies, our methodology <laughs> in in, the, in acquiring original art. Me for the first time. But Jason is very structured, spreadsheet man, lord of his infernal domain. He's got everything listed. He does his research. He puts it on a sheet, planning, blah. Jay, uh, David will take some of Jason's research, add some of his own. He's not as structured as Jason. As if David sees something at a show, he'll bite. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll get that. Boom. I have no plan at all. Any way the wind blows, that's what I'm going to do. Kelly Williams is there? Oh, okay. I'll get a Kelly Williams. Like this is how we are in life too. Am I am I wrong?
0: uh well <laughs> no you're not wrong
2: this is exactly how we work right and uh so i mean if i had a pick gun to my head i got a number of beautiful pieces matthew allison's kelly williams they're straight beelines to my heart the one piece that really wowed me and just it's it surprised me as well. Is the the Patrick Besozon? That's my favorite piece.
1: Nice.
2: Yep. It's raw. It's it's gorgeous. It 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 has. There's there's a there's a sensibility in the the Patrick that's not there in the work from these seasoned professionals. That's I mean it doesn't elevate it or denigrate it, but it has something that the others don't have there's a there's gosh golly gee whiz aspect to it like i'm making this piece not because i'm getting paid or because someone commissioned it or because it's going for publication it's just i just want to draw
1: and i and it's i i absolutely love your piece and and i know as jason revealed them to us uh he definitely saved the best for last the domino I I really really like that domino. I like I, I like to look at the legs. I like I like, huh. like spring towards you. I think it's a really cool looking domino. That Deathstroke. I think that's a fantastic homage to the to, to the Mike Zec cover of of the first issue. And I it's Deathstroke. I, I'm not going to be mad at it. I, I think it's great. And 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 the detail in it. He didn't he didn't skimp out on the scale and the chainmail. It just it looks great. But but. Your Smog Monster is just is, is stunning.
0: It's I mean, nuts. Yeah, what did I tell you when I saw, them, saw the three pieces? I said, they're all great. But as soon as I saw yeah. the Smog Monster, I said, well, but Vince is getting plots. Yeah. Because Smog Monster, does, there aren't many Smog Monster drawings out there. That's
2: my boo. And I, I'm, think, I'm thinking of because of You need of to get this. more small Smog Monster commissions. Yeah. I need to do more Smog Monster commissions. Well, that
0: would be even better. Oh, yeah, But I'm, yes. but
2: I, I, I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm thinking I may may fork my character. Like, yours is Domino. Jason or David fluctuates between um, Lobo now and uh, whether it's Mr. Monster, Kevin Matchstick. Like, David has his favorites. I'm going to fork mine. I'm going to do Man-Thing and Hedorah.
0: Right. And let me clarify something. Uh, Although I am certainly... I'm probably not not too far away from being able to say that I have more domino commissions than anyone else on the planet. (laughs) I I, I would imagine that's true. How many people weird, right? But, but again, we're talking scale here. I, I am not just a domino collector. I mean, I got six beasts this show. I got five taskmasters. I got five blinks. Um, and I got, I think 10 phantom X. So I, I have many characters that I'm a freaking collector of. And then I get team pieces, I got an Excalibur. I got a Serpent Society at the show. Two actually. So, and I collect Alpha Flight, Serpent Society, uh, and Excalibur team pieces, and I collect Moby Dick pieces. So I have multiple themes. Um, but you are the Domino guy. Well, yes, uh, for sure. I mean, that is the that is the most common theme. I think I got twenty dominoes this weekend. Yep. Smart girl. It was. Oh, awesome. and and speak one last art story. So Nathan Fox who is tremendous. And we just gushed about him on the weatherman. Um, he did a domino for me and it's awesome. But as I, as part of being organized, I always have multiple copies of reference for any character that I ask to be drawn. Cause I'm sure in many cases, like when I asked Rick Leonard, if he needed Wolverine reference, we all giggled. Um, but, uh, But Nathan is not much of a superhero comic guy, so I didn't want to presume. So I gave him two two pages printed out of Domino reference, with each of them being different versions of my favorite uh, visage of her, which is the short hair, you know, above shoulder length, um, the comic version, and handed him off the reference. Then on Sunday when I come back to check in on the piece and I see he's working on it, it's very clearly a version of Zazie it's it's a it's a African American domino with an afro, and it looked great, so i wasn 't mad at it. but my first reaction was weird he's he's drawing the movie version, even though I explicitly asked for the comic version and then I thought, Oh, I guess I never gave him reference, but then when I went up to him to check as he 's doing this piece literally to the left of him right next to the 11 by 17 Bristol that he's working on. I mean, as in like less than a millimeter separating the two is my, is my reference. So I, I don't know if he just disregarded the reference. If he, I don't know what happened, but he went, he went his own way and uh, he's damn lucky that a, I thought Zazie was great in the movie and B, he's so damn good at his, at his job because, um, in the wrong hands, that could have been a real problem, because it's not what I asked for. But it turned out awesome, so so I have Azazi in my in my collection now. There. If you just talked, you you bounced out. I couldn't. Hear I
2: said you. that's the sweetness. It's a beautiful piece. Really. Oh, it
0: is. I, Yeah, I didn't hear you say. Yeah, for sure.
1: There you go. Um, so Saturday was there there were two other panels um
0: oh that's
1: right there was uh there was an archer panel in the morning uh with uh kevin mellon and neil holman um now now what is neil holman's role in the show he is uh a producer and art director
0: he's the art director he's the boss he
1: is he's he's kevin's boss but yeah he is he's one he's second in
0: command he's behind pretty much he's
1: pretty much much behind behind. behind adam reed um nice he uh he's been with the show i do believe from the beginning um kevin came on uh, a couple of years after the show started or started working for floyd county productions um but it was it was a lot of fun it was a uh very very receptive audience uh fans of the show which is always nice to see um and uh which is weird because uh, there were a few questions and more than once it was asked about if anybody is not current on, on Archer. There were, um, there were questions regarding, um, the 10th, the upcoming 10th season. They just wrapped up the ninth season last week. And, um, obviously, you know, and, and it's the same thing when, when we go to the comic panels and, and somebody wants to know, well, what's going to be the fallout for this event? Well, why don't you just wait to read the event and say, why, why would I tell you what's going to happen in a story that hasn't happened yet? So, um, you know, people want it basically for the past two years. Archer Sterling Archer's been in a coma, and last year, um, he uh he was basically a 1940s gumshoe. Um, and the uh, this this year was kind of like a Tales of the Gold Monkey where he was a cargo pilot and Pam is his co pilot. Um, mom uh owns the the cargo business, but also owns the hotel. It, it in some cases it was kind of Casablanca e, but um, and and Cyril Figus is is a Nazi. So there's as so it's now we're in the in the 40s, but just on another side of the world. Uh, so people are wondering, you know, if 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 Sterling's ever going to come out of this coma, if, if we're going to get back to, to to the Spy Game kind of thing. Um, and to his credit, Neil just you know up letting people know that they can tune in next year and see where things are going and uh, I found it fascinating the way they the way they work and there were some questions that I had where um, thankfully because of, of how how quick-witted and, and and clever Neil is he was able to answer things uh, before I could could even ask them. but I, I thought it had a as far as my first panel I thought it had a had a pretty decent flow at the, the people seem to have enjoyed it. The the guys that told me that um, that they had fun at it. So it was, it's hard for me to see from where I was sitting behind the desk how, how well everything went. But I'm going to take everybody's word for it. Um, and, yeah, then, then we went back to, to the floor for a bit. Um, I think lunch was had. I don't even remember. And then um, we had to make it back for Jason's... Deadpool panel, and which again, another surprise guest. But all, but 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 for the better in this case, I think uh, Heather added some uh, some things to it that even even the artist and writer may not have um, yeah. been able to to answer based on how things were going. Yeah. But it was it was to it be was,
0: clear it's, it's it was Heather because you said Heather. You not know, mean it was yes. Heather Antos, yeah. who was the uh, the longtime um, Marvel editor for the. Uh, for for many lines, but but the Deadpool line uh, was one of them. And so it was Heather Antos, Declan Shalvey, Scott Hepburn, and Mike Henderson.
1: I thought they. Uh, I, I I appreciated hearing the, uh, the little things I got out of it. Like you know, well, well Declan adding adding the brown to to Deadpool's outfit, and 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 Scott making sure that you know he can manipulate the the eyes to show some expression. And and there's you know because. Deadpool may have, you know, a certain look with the red and the black and and his katanas and and whatever weapons he's going to have, but um Declan didn't like the the brown. Declan,
2: Declan didn't like the brown? Who had it in the no. brown then? Um, Did Scott have the brown. One of them. Yeah, Declan specifically said he 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 hated the brown, and that's why he makes it black.
1: Okay. I think it's Scott. Yeah. But um you know and just like whether you have a Spider-Man by Mike McCone or Umberto or Chris Pajalo, you know there's everybody kind of has their own little little tweak to the character so they can kind of get the the point across so, since this is a character who is from head to toe fully covered um but I I thought and and there were some you know there were there were questions asked um that more kind of catered towards why isn't this character uh all ages friendly and you know not everything is designed as, as it was said from the panel not, not everything's designed for everybody you know there's and yes i know that deadpool has appeared in the ultimate spider-man cartoon and um and you know he's on lunchboxes and and uh, Scotty has, has, has drawn him on covers, so you know it, it's not like you can kind of if if you're a kid you can really avoid the character. But uh, he's been in two R-rated movies. He he kills people. It, it, it's not exactly the kind of character you want to um, you get introduce to a kid for for his birthday or for for Christmas. But uh, I I enjoyed the panel quite a bit. I. I'd, I'm not the, the biggest uh, Deadpool fanatic um, in this trio um, it was it, it's kind of a ridiculous question
2: isn't it I mean let, let's let's be real why can't Deadpool be all ages it's it's why can't Wendy Whitebread undercover slut well, no, be you, all ages yes, because
1: you, you and I because we because we're we're kind of tied in I, I don't know if this I don't i didn't get the impression that that this this mother was uh she she's not necessarily one of us in 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 terms of of being a a long time or hardcore comic book fan
2: yeah but it's crazy she went to a deadpool panel right she she knows the character and and based on her question she's like well why can't my little kids get into deadpool because they're little kids right wait till wait till they're older, and then let them get into Deadpool. I mean they're going to get into it either way, right they're going to watch the movies, whether you know about them watching it or not, but it, it's just it's it, it's one of those things like why can't this be for everyone because it can't right right, yeah no it, it wasn't designed to be
0: correct,
2: so there you
0: go, so our dinner Saturday night though,
2: oh, oh my woo-hoo. God
0: <laughs> uh. Woo. The, the night before, Paolo, at Cadence, and some of his crew went to eat at a place called Halcyon, which is right down the block from the convention center, and they mentioned how great it was and that we should try it, so we tried it, and we had a, we had a ten, 10 people that were going to go and eat there, but uh, it was not what we expected because it was a white linen tablecloth type of place. It was a higher-end restaurant than we were led to believe, and no, dis- I mean, it's not as though um, um it's not as though uh, Paulo um, led us astray. He he didn't really indicate one way or the other. We just right. I guess assumed because it was Charlotte that it wasn't uh, a fancy place, but we were wrong. So when we got there, we had to make two two we had to make separate tables. We had to have a table of four and a table of six. And our four was the three of us and Mario, who is a foodie. And the uh, our other homies at the table of six quickly decided that uh, after looking at the menu that this was not their scene. So they got up and, and vamoosed and went to get barbecue at uh, at uh, Sauceman's. But we stayed and had an amazing, amazing meal. It was high-end, small plates. We had two terrific bottles of wine. And uh, I, I thought it was one of the better meals I've had in months. It was terrific.
1: Oh, so good.
0: So shout out to Halcyon.
2: Yeah, yeah it was definitely definitely out of my element there, but <laughs> it, it it was a wonderful experience, and uh, props to Jason. He knows why.
1: So <laughs> it was it, it was quite um, quite tasty. I mean, it was it wasn't exactly something I'd expect to get down in Charlotte, only because of what you know, Charlotte's all about—the barbecue and. Um the the family friendly, get your you know, paper napkins, get get your shirt dirty type stuff. But this was a um I I I believe Transcendent was, was thrown around a bit. Uh it was no, not, not, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't thrown around by, by, by our side of the table, Vince, but it was um I I didn't I didn't know what to expect. There were some things on the menu that um I tend I generally don't eat and in, in my my weekly thing way of life but it was um it it definitely uh hit the spot it made the night it was it was it was a great it was, it was an experience right it, yes it it yeah. absolutely was it it really was um with calamari with with calamari <laughs> with some phenomenal pork belly uh then a quick little detour and then we ended up at the auction which was was um...
0: <laughs> fun, but beat. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. brings me to one other point we need to make. Um, Heroes is easily the best con we attend. It will likely always be the best con we attend. I had an amazing time in no small part because we had the biggest crew of EOC peoples that we've ever had there. So we were surrounded by friends and family. But this con was absolutely... Impacted by what is I believe to be a con bubble, um, attendance was way down uh, at least from my vantage. The number of artists, although it was still massive was was down significantly uh, and I think all of that added up to uh, a, a very lackluster auction um, it's not It's not atypical for there to be a dozen pieces that go for more than $5,000. This particular auction, there was a well-publicized Calvin and Hobbes piece with a Bill Watterson remark that went for $11,000 to Tony piece of shit, Harris. And um, (laughs) only one other piece went for $3,000, which was a Michael Cho um, Batman. And, then there was one other piece that went for over two thousand, which was the um Still Freeze piece and then there were a few pieces that went for over a thousand but but this con- this art auction was probably a third of the hall that the f- one that we went to a couple years ago, which was the peak where um you know you had uh, you know you had uh, the the Mark Brooks piece go for almost twenty and bunch of other pieces go for a ton. You had a Phil Noto piece and a Rice and piece that went for a ton. That was the same con where Scotty bid, uh, I think what, $6,000 on the,
3: oh, the Andrew Robinson, Robinson Scooby Doo.
0: Yeah. Uh, piece. I mean, by comparison, so that, that year, Andrew Robinson did a Scooby Doo Tellboy boy piece and Scotty and someone else got into a very fun bidding war where Scotty being Scotty hammed it up and eventually won the piece for, I think six grand, uh, and andrew did another piece this year same size and we're talking way oversized i don't know the dimensions but but two or three sizes larger than a typical comic book page and andrew drew a gamora or painted i should say painted a gamora and it didn't even break a thousand bucks but for 900 bucks um so yeah and and i was ready to bid you guys had some ideas about bidding i mean there was money to be spent, but just not the pieces there to spend it on. So, it, but we had a great time. I mean, it's hard enough to have fun at the auction, um, but we had a great time because we were sitting with a crew of our peoples and were many many cocktails into the evening. Um, but the uh, the event itself was anticlimactic. I thought
2: there were two pieces. That I really would have liked to have three pieces that I would have liked to have owned. The uh, the Wactor Planet Hulk was awesome. I mean, the, the, there were awesome pieces in there, but there there were a couple that really spoke to me. There was a Bud Root drawing that he did inside the the end pages for his in his book, and it was uh, Swamp Thing and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, what I would have loved that, but and and the uh the daniel white the robin piece oh the robin yeah yeah but they went higher than i i wanted to to pay which was okay you know but i mean they they went to great homes but overall jason's absolutely correct there was not i mean last year when when scotty had it had the uh 11 piece in there from stranger things Mm -hmm. there was a Bunch of of art that I'd be just like, oh, I love that. I'm gonna bid on that, and and I bid Jason up. There wasn't even an opportunity to bid Jason up.
0: No, show, there wasn't.
2: Which kind of pissed me off because like that's <laughs> that's fun, you know? Yeah. So, um, hopefully next year, it, I I don't know. Um, maybe maybe not. It'll return to the hustle and bustle of of last year and and definitely the year before. But the the auction which was a a uh, a future event of anticipation ended up being not so great mm-hmm. for for, what... for 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 procuring art. It was great in mm-hmm. that we had a, a hoot and holler in time with mm-hmm.
0: all our friends. So you know what comes after the auction?
7: Pancakes.
0: <laughs> donner <Midnight laughs> baby midnight donner. <laughs> our girl Miss Angie was working the door as always. As always. Yep. And, man, I don't know, she's she's a, she's a magician. She Because we had 16 of us there. And she came out and said, how many? And we said, oh, we're going to have to split up. She said, how many? Told her 16. Next thing you know, 16. Boom. She hooked it up. She did. She did. We did it up. Did it up right. Midnight diner tradition.
2: I don't remember half of the stack of pancakes. I ate it, but I don't remember eating it. <laughs> But I, I I remember the tail end of the pancakes, which was great.
1: I remember you wanting to know why Mario won't put syrup on the entire stack. Why he he'll 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 cut some up and then only put syrup on. That's, that's nuts. That's <laughs>
2: nuts. <laughs> that is, it goes against every rule of pancake etiquette that I know. You drown the fuckers in pancake <laughs> and syrup and then it soaks in and it's like uh, little syrupy pancake sponge like, it really
1: it depends on the pancakes There so there's some pancakes that that, that, that at times where depending on what's going on um they can uh they're almost resistant to any sort of moisture and and uh those really aren't pancakes i, I, I want to be around yeah, it's, but that's crazy talk. Um, <laughs> but she's uh but no they they um the diner was was fun as usual i didn't i i was i was really um, full i i was i was quite satisfied from halcyon and i seemed to have um i needed to stay hydrated so i was quite full from water and the uh so i i kind of just I, I i took the diner easy because I just wanted to make sure I could keep it down um, but the uh and 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 you know listening to to the conversation to the, uh, to, from our posse on, on the left with, 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 I mean, and you had Rod, you had the Wilson brothers, you had Arnie, you had Gordon, you had Flippa, you had, uh, and poor Ray, man, he, it happened, it happened Saturday at the diner, it happened again Sunday at Q, uh, when we were getting Q, um, I mean, the dude just can't get a goddamn break when it comes to food, but it was, um, but we, we, we said our, uh, said our good nights to the rest of the crew uh saturday at the diner told everybody we'd see them the next day and um stumbled our way back to the hotel to um did you guys did anybody go back down saturday night
2: yeah that's when me and mario went down right
1: that wasn't friday night I
2: thought that was oh friday. no that was friday night yeah saturday night i, I went down for a little while okay
1: Oh wait, no! I think we all did. We did, we did because because Dave Dave Jordan came over and he was talking. Yep. To Jason, yes, that's right. So Saturday night we went back down for a little while um, because there were some people, uh, like the flipper, were leaving early Saturday. Um, Westoff was leaving Saturday. A few people were leaving on Saturday, so uh, they um, so at least wanted to kind of say hello and goodbye to to those we could. Um, and then made our way. Upstairs and Sunday. Sunday was kind of, um, it was kind of chill. We, uh, Vince and I hit hit the quarter books and, uh, made a last run around for, um, a few things here or there. Anything that could catch our eye. There was one, you were on the lookout for a, um, who was the, who was, it wasn't, um, it wasn't Chris at Ad house. There was somebody who, who told you about, a book from the um from one of the other dealers. I know where you you ended up getting a book but not the one that um you were looking for. You know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, no, it was Chris from Ad House. Yeah, yeah. When uh, Oh
1: because yeah he put he put it he in a frame. the book. So, yes, yeah, he got yes, the whammo. So yes. He got That's, that's book. right, that's right.
2: And uh you know, one of one of the, the I'll list brief anecdotes from the show, but but one of the, the best experiences was hitting the Ad House booth. And talking to to Chris Chris Pitzer, who is a kindred soul to me in a lot of ways. He loves the fandom. He loves the old books. I mean, we just, whenever Chris and I talk, we just hit it off. Very true. Right. And that whole row, I mean, we spent a a good amount of time at the ad house row with Ed Pisker was on the end. Chris Pitzer was in the middle. And then Jim Rugg was at the other end, and that's that's the thing with 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 Rugg because when he talks to you, he looks at you. He's engaged. Even if he's drawing, mm-hmm. he'll he'll lift his head up. He'll talk to you. He's like, "Oh, what's up?" And like, it, you can actually feel like he's plugged in to to what's going on currently. And not to beat a dead horse, a lot of there's some people that aren't like that, but it. That place, the, the ad-house row, was where we parked for a while, and it was great. And the majority of the reason why I came away with that experience is because of Chris Pitzer. He's awesome. Yes, and he yes. got he got something that, had I seen it, would have been in my position, not his. But he was, the, the early bird got the worm in that case.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So what else? What else do we want to go down
0: Um, I, I do have a list of, uh, people now, before I get to the list, I, I want to say I'm quite sure it's going to be incomplete. Um, when you, when you're trying to recap a con, you have two choices. You can either for fear of leaving someone out, just do a blanket. It was great to see you all, or you can do what we're doing and attempt to come up with a list and do your very best to Get everybody, but realize that you are going to inevitably forget some people. So if we forget you, please don't take it personally. We still love you. And you can let us know we forgot you and we'll shout you out. Yes. Okay. So without further ado, Alan New Mutant, Albert Nguyen, Alexis Zirat, Anderson mm-hmm. Carmen, Andrew McLean, and his lovely bride. Mm hmm. Andrew Robinson, Andy Belanger, Andy Manzel, Arnie Schonick, Beno Rothschild, Bill Zanowitz, Billy Fowler, Bruno Tamura, Brett Parson, Brian Level, Brian Shearer, Brian Vander, shout out Brian Bowles, Cam Smalley, Chris Campbell, Chris Claremont, Chris Pitzer, Christian from Cadence. Clayton Henry, Cliff Lewis, our boy, Craig Yeo, Yo the Creature Box Dudes, Creese Lee, who, hear me now, Creese Lee is the next big artist. He's the guy that you're all going to be like, you guys got Creese Lee p- art from back in the day. He's that guy, so if you see him, get something now. Uh, Dan Panosian, Daniel Dulitsky, Daniel Govar, Daniel White, Hugs and Ball Tugs, Daryl Taylor, <laughs> what a D! Dave Jordan, Dave Proust, much love to you. Dave Wachter, Dean Stahl, Declan Shalvey, Domo Stanton, Don Mock, who we, we convinced to come to Heroes. I hope you had a good time. Drew Moss, Ed Pisker, Eric Canetti, Eric Donovan, Evan Blazer, Stephen Evers, Flip Garza, George Haig, Glenn Urietta, Hassan, Dalgy but Hassan. Everyone only knows him as Hassan. Mm-hmm. Uh Heather Antos, Jay Gonzo, Jay Lee, James Why Not, who's a maniac, Jason Ford. We missed you, brother John Ford. Uh, Jason Latour, Jason Schachter, Jeremy Hahn, Jim Mafood, Jim Rugg, John Bergen, John Timms, John O'Brien, John O'Neill, another very cool cat who. We totally meant to have a meal with, but uh, he wandered off. So next time, buddy. You.
1: Thank, thank, mm-hmm. um, Vince and I thank John for the gift.
0: Sweet, sweet. John Westoff. Hey, boys, this is It's hard to believe the epic weekend that was HeroesCon was only a few
8: short days ago. I think one of my favorite memories is our complete and total domination and trivia at that brewing Thursday afternoon. Of course, that should be no surprise considering the pre-
0: impressive collection of jib at the table. Until next year, boys. Jonathan, Brandon Sawyer, Jonathan Gordon, who, man, it was great. Finally hanging out with him. Yes. I hope he had a great time. Cause, uh, I know that was uh, many years in the, in the making for all of us. So really, really enjoyed spending time with, uh, with, with, with Jay Gordon. Um, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Yes. Joe Freistler, Josh Ginter, who I own apology to. Apparently, uh, I didn't recognize Josh in my mania of running around the tables and, uh, he literally was speaking to me, and I didn't put two and two together, and uh, so apologies, Josh. I'll Bumped do better next see. time. Uh, Justin Loback, our boy, number two from Cack-a-lack-a, uh Kaylin Smith, uh, another one of our homies, Carl Leminski and his lovely fiancée, Jen, Kat Hudson, Kelly Treebeard Williams, Kevin Mellon, Kari Randolph, uh, King Bone Press. I've, I've shouted them all individually, but We'll give the publishing company some love. Christopher Harris, Kyle Latino, Louie Rivers, who is an absolute bundle of positivity. Seriously. Right? Thank you for
1: the books, brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcio, Marcio Takara, our our brother from another mother, my bedmate for four lovely evenings, Mr. Mario Musker, uh, Mark Morales, Matt Kint, uh, Matthew Kund, Matt Lesniewski, Matt Wilson, Matthew Allison, Matthew Roberts, Michael Dooney, Michelle Fifa, Mike Henderson, Mike Lilly, Nathan Fox, Neil Holman, Nick Filardi, Noel Sabai, Paolo Belfiore, Pat Loika, Pat Quinn, Patrick Bezinson, our boy Ono Ray Ortega, Ono Mar, shout out, whoop, whoop, Rick Leonardi, Rico Renzi, who gets a double shout-out because he also runs the whole damn thing. Great job, as usual. Rod Hedrick. Rudy Nebris. Fellow Jersey Ryan Bodenheim. Sanford Green, who uh, had a camera crew following him around all weekend. I also got to meet his wife and kids on Sunday. Uh, Scott Hepburn. Seneca Wilson. Serena Guerra. Seth Wilson. Of course, the Wilson boys have now become our unofficial uh, Tag team partners at the uh, auction each year Sean Crystal, Sean Pryor, Stephen Green, Steve Epting, Steve Mannion, Steve Mowry, Stuart Wetrats McWilliam, Tim O'Brien, Tom Kelly, Uko Smith, Wendy Freeman, and Wes Craig. So.
2: Now, how could you hear that list and not say to yourself, hot damn, I want to go to Heroes next year? Exactly. Right? That's the yes. plan. But um, so I have brief anecdotes or wonderful experiences, just fast. Matthew Allison is a brother from another mother seriously i I always revel being in his presence. we talk we we share he's just amazing. Get some art from him because the guy's like phenomenal. Um, Wendy Freeman, who our, I, I'll call it a relationship. Wendy and I may have had a rocky start, but Wendy's a beautiful soul, and I'm glad I got to hug her and spend time with her at Heroes. Um, That's
0: because you stopped being a dick.
2: <laughs> that that could be possible. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, whatever the case, um, <laughs> it is. It is what it is, and I'm glad it is what it is. Um, what else? Chris Pitzer, I, I said that. James, why not? Holy shit. Um, the, the the scant money that I spend on original art, I gladly throw it. Why not, Sway? He's a phenomenal, amazing talent. That um, if you you're not down with his style and his work, you should seek his stuff out because chances are you're going to be amazed and, and buy some uh, original art because he's, mm-hmm. he's he's just stupendous. He's so mm-hmm. damn talented. Uh, Michael Dooney, I need to talk more with Michael Dooney.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I need I need more original art from from the maestro, because uh, like the dude's been a part of my comic reading for a long, long, long. I don't want to you yeah. know make him, make him seem older than he is a long time. And just this past weekend is the first time I, I, I got something from him.
0: He's your contemporary for the re- for the record.
2: Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, What else? The UPS store for making shout out uh, to the for making um, my con experience and daps last a little bit longer
0: well you gotta shout out Whole Foods then why for the muffin I mean, it was our spot dude it was like our official for coffee thing.
2: for my coffee thank you Whole Foods for my coffee you, 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 you're great and those things you bought the macaroons
0: oh the macarons yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's macaroons. I call them macarons on purpose
2: uh, no, and uh, Ray Arbu, who's who gave us um, some swag that are tuned to our to pluck our heartstrings. It, we're, Ray's always amazing. Daniel White, I just love spending time with him for real. Uh, yeah, it, it, even Mario was fun to be with, <laughs> right? You are surprised? No, I'm just kidding. Just pay some And Jonathan Gordon is much more subdued in real life than he
0: was on this show. He was he very—he was, was chilling. He was chilling.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: he was doing he it was up chill. though, putting down um, that art though, working like a maniac to get that art done. Yeah. My booze. Um, David and Jason, appreciate yeah, it.
2: Good looking that, out. That, true. Um, John and the O'Briens—they love their magic, and I love them for loving it. So, did you ever awesome. play with them? No, but I wanted to. I wasn't gonna, you know, just leave you guys and go play magic. I mean, I wanted to because you were sleeping. Um, I, I did want to, but I but I didn't. Next time, next time. All right. And again, I'm glad Jason made the list because I would have never remembered everyone we encountered this
0: weekend. And, yeah. yeah, it's possible I forgot people, but tried to be comprehensive.
2: I think he did a great job.
0: There you go. No Derek He's... Howard
2: this year. How come?
1: Not this year.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I was looking forward to seeing him. Agreed. But that that being yeah, that being said, um David, anything uh any parting shots? Oh man.
1: Um Yeah, I just it it's it went over it, it was over Way too quickly. Um,
0: yeah, it's true. I mean, we we were we were together for
1: five days. Yeah, and it felt like it went in the blink of an eye. It really did. I mean, it it just it, it, the the room was literally a place for us to sleep, shower, and and iron shirts. Snore. It was and, and snore. Uh, there were um, it Monday. We realize, you know, so, so so we went out to dinner Sunday night. And shout out to Rainy Donuts, thank you very much. Oh. Love what you do. Oh, true that. True Love that. how you do it. See you next time. Um, Honey glaze in the house again, man. It's just it, life happens on Noda. So, uh, no bit, diggity, no <laughs> duh. So then uh, Monday we we said goodbye to Ray, only to say hello to him again at the fucking airport. And um, made it home pretty much without a glitch. It was a lot less eventful than than the trip yes, down. Yes, sir. Uh, had a nice little lunch on our way out of Charlotte, and then um, that was that was pretty much it. And then uh, made it home because uh, Vince trusts his brakes more than Jason trusts Vince's brakes. Oh boy, yeah, it, it wasn't a problem. <laughs> it's, it was fine. Was... <laughs>
2: Did
1: you get them fixed? Not yet. Not yet. It's been two days, bro. Dude, so... I was.
2: <laughs> I was about twenty minutes out of Toby Hanna uh, before Toby Hanna. The rain on the way home—oh, you got rain on too—was torrential. It really
1: I, was. A I had
2: windshield wipers on like that, and I, luckily there was a truck in front of me. I followed mm-hmm. his taillights. good for twenty minutes because yeah. I could not see the road.
1: Oh, that shit, crazy! Yeah, it was nuts. It was, nah. it was nuts before I got to Bear Mountain, um, mm. but. Uh... Because as a, as as I'm driving home and I'm letting my wife know, you know I'm I'm a half hour or so away. She's like, it's like eight thirty nine o'clock at, at night out here. It's like the, the sky is so goddamn dark. And um, but it was it was a passing storm. It it rumbled. It, it lightning and and it went on by. But um, yeah, I got hit. I got hit hard. Yeah.
8: Hey, this is Caleb Alexander McKenzie from the Facebooks. Um, So despite what a few poorly photoshopped pictures floating around the internet will show you, I didn't actually get to go to Heroes Con, so I have nothing of value to contribute to this other than just my sheer sadness of missing out on a great time. But I do want to thank the guys for all of the awesome pictures and video content that they put up, as long as Wendy, Bill, Arnie, Flippa, Daniel, Jonathan, Ono, Son, and all the rest of you guys, and sorry if I left anybody out. Uh, I appreciate you guys documenting it for us that they couldn't get there, because it was red. and hopefully I can get there next year, because I really want to. Uh, definitely a bucket list thing for me. Um, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you probably should be, because you missed out on a on a whole lot of cool content, but Anyway, I just wanted to throw this out there that even though I wasn't there, you guys made me feel like I was a part of it, and that's just rad. So have a great one, guys.
2: But you didn't tell him that you and I had a little soiree at the gas station before we parted ways our, on, the, our, way, our on little, the way home. Oh, oh you broke dark ass?
0: How cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. I, I, I pulled up. For a luke oil? I,
1: uh, no, oh, quick no. check.
0: Yeah. Oh, quick check. That's where it's at. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Did you so, get sandwiches?
2: No, wow. Dap Dap was still getting his gas while I was done, so I pulled around. It was it was like <laughs> yes. National Lampoon's Vacation, and I kind of like waited for him to turn around, like see you, gave me the old Christy Brinkley wave, and I was out of there.
0: <laughs> In your eyes,
1: and then um, <laughs> what? And then, yeah, and was, <laughs> it was. so close. Um, no, I I just I I. I Love seeing everybody. I'm I'm so glad we got to see everybody. I'm glad everybody who, who got to make it did make it. I hope anybody who hasn't made it to Heroes yet listens not just to us, because we've talked about it for the past few years, but to people who went this time for their first time and, and had such a blast. Um, I would love to see more of y'all at Heroes. Um, but, yeah. You can help us carry our books back to the room <laughs> and, next, and, next and, and then the ups uh yeah. so stay an extra day so you can help us with a hand truck and get our shit over there and uh, it's it's a special patreon level it, it that's a new tier <laughs> uh, you get to drive the train <laughs> so uh yeah no we it, it's it was heroes man it, it was a ton of fun we were um it was different than last year because you know we we drove last time but this was i, I think we um it was somewhat of a, of a richer experience, only because we got to, um, we were still with each other for for the same amount of time, but we weren't just confined in a vehicle driving for eight or twelve hours. We we, we were surrounded by friends and loved ones as as the days went on. So it was. Um, we gained it, twenty hours. It was quite special. Damn, skippy, we did. Yeah, twenty hours
0: well spent. You damn skippy,
2: but so the we one... see. Mm-hmm. The one drawback of not mm-hmm. driving was the extra content we didn't really. I mean, aside from the panels that we put up on the Patreon last year, we flooded. We did them with with audio, but we weren't able to do that. I mean, we did some audio from the room, but we gave them like what six hours last year. It was it was a lot. We and
1: gave them and the some month. video, yeah, because of the flea market, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I mean, there are trade offs. There are, I guess.
0: We'll see all June 13th through the 16th, 2019.
2: If the country isn't destroyed by then.
0: Correct. I, I, I have confidence in our resilience, but yes. There you go.
2: All right. Hey, this episode, as always, has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a lot less than everybody else is paying, such as from dynamite the further adventures of red sonia 1999 uh uh-uh. uh you're paying 9.99 that's 50% off idw's black crown imprint house of muck number 1 for $1.99 and from image it's leviathan number 1 nick Petara with uh john layman $1.99 notice the trend
0: $1.99
2: in your travels i'm not going to get into this because i wanted to go deep but i'm still getting um, I'm still going through Bendis' Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. So I will say if you have it, uh, volumes. well, it's not Volume 2. It's Guardians of the Galaxy All-New X-Men Trial of Jean Grey. I read that, and I read Volume 3, Guardians Disassembled. And I'll probably have later volumes read for next week. So if you haven't read Bendis' Guardians of the Galaxy, read it. Because, as Jason was so nice to inform us a long time ago, it's pretty good. It's pretty it's, damn good. It's
0: damn damn good.
2: Yep. If if someone makes Sarah Pacelli not look like the top dog, you know the book is visually stunning.
0: Wordy. And,
2: and Pacelli's great, but there's some talents on this book that overshadow
1: her.
3: Mm, wordy. It's, it's just
1: uh in your travels um let's see i think we'll just make it uh ish mm-hmm. since uh sounds like someone's ready for bed i'm <laughs> going to um you know there were a couple things a couple of few things i was able to read um this past weekend but i will um you know what i really really got a kick out of and it's 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 not really all that surprising but Bloodstrike Zero. Yes, sir, Michelle, what's up? Yes, Michelle, Fife. Um I I just loved the absolute look of this thing, and and the uh, the way the story progressed. Bloodstrike, Bloodstrike, Brutalist Part One. Um, there are some extras at the back of the book uh, that you should enjoy as well. But I mean, from the drawing, the lettering, the I, yeah, TF has got this thing going on where it's like they, there's there's a little bit of a Miller feel to it. There's some um, Michael T. Gilbert. There's there's just there's a hodgepodge of I be mean, between the blacks with the inking and 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 the facial. It's, it, it's just it's so cool. The panel layouts are are, are, are fantastic. I. I like this a lot more, and I I thought I'd dig it, no doubt, but I, I it blew away my expectations. So uh, if you can, check it out.
2: Noise. People were scooping the Bloodstrike out of the quarter bins. Damn, Damn skippy guy. they were. When was the last time you saw that? Oh, look, Bloodstrike. I'm going to get that. Like, what?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, in your travels... Uh, This week was a momentous week for Mr. Dan Slott. His ten and a half year run on Spider-Man came to an end with issue 801. And his beginning on Tony Stark Iron Man began. Tony Stark Iron Man number one. Um, It uh, was uh, written by Slott, drawn by Valerio Schietti. And there were moments in the book that made me fist pump and there were moments in the book that made me cringe. Uh, I'm not sure Tony is the right character for Dan because Dan's got jokes. Mm. He's got a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes. Um, but you know, for the first issue, it was, it was cool. I, I I like what he's doing with the status quo, which is that um, basically they're treating Tony like uh, like an altruistic mega genius. He's got a stark unlimited, essentially a, a techno city that he is funding myriad geniuses in, who are inventing things in the pursuit of social good. And he um you know he's he's kind of relishing back being alive among the corporeal, and the jokes got a little overwhelming, but it was offset in a big way by the stuff that they did with the armor basically, and I don't know why they've not done this in the past. Tony's got armor for all occasions, and it it's it's a lot more like. Japanese cartoons of our childhood where Tony's got gigantic like monster-sized armor to fight Fing Fang Foom. He's got tiny little microscopic robotic armor to go into people's bloodstreams. Basically, whatever he needs, he's got. He's not just a dude in a suit of armor. And it was a lot of fun, particularly the gestalt. There's a gestalt where pieces fly through the air and form into a gigantic... Voltron-like version of Iron Man. Um, yeah, you might not like that. I thought you Vince might not like this. Yeah. Um, but but I I thought it was cool because it was it reminded me of of seventies era Japanese cartoons that I watched as a kid. But again, the jokes were it was an offset. So I'd say I came out relatively neutral on this first issue. Now, full disclosure, I'm not one that generally has been beholden to reading Iron Man on a regular basis. So. Uh, I'm less likely to give this a long leash, but uh, but the first issue is definitely worth a try because it is a major departure from um, what's come before from Bendis' approach. So give it a whirl, see what you think.
2: Nice, will do. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for being here with us for our con wrap up. Hopefully, these uh, I can roll back Skype. To get this thing sounding the way it should sound. If not, there'll be changes next episode. Um, check out our Facebook page. Yep, uh, Do the Patreon thing. If you haven't already, check us out on patreon.com forward slash 1-1-O-C-O-M-I-C-S. And revel in all the good stuff we got on there. And uh, Twitter. We're all over the place. Seek us out, because we're, mm-hmm. we're there for you. In the yeah. meantime, blah.
0: No, I was going to say one last announcement. You're listening to this likely on Friday, June 22nd, which aside from being the second day of summer, is also National No Underwear Day. So
2: That's every day.
0: So go commando tomorrow, y'all. Or today, if you're listening to this. If it's Friday when you're listening to this, go commando. Let it be free.
5: Woo. Always.
2: And send pics or it didn't Always, have it. Jeebus. Say good night.
0: You couldn't work for Disney.
2: How do they know?
0: It's a rule, though.
2: It's a rule. You have to wear underwear. It is. But. And deodorant. I'm just well, deodorant. That's a that's a
0: plus. But I'm saying, how do they know you don't have any underwear on? Well, if they don't, you probably get away with it. But if they find out, you're fired.
2: How do they find out
0: though? There are plenty of ways you can tell someone's not wearing underwear. Oh, that's so weird.
2: It's so archaic. What does it matter if they have pants on? Or or whatever. David. Good night. Jason, this is the part where we talk because it's going to be a long time before he says David.
0: It is? Uh,
2: yes. Yeah. Why? Because we did the whole Disney thing in between the time I said say goodnight and then,
0: Lord's the help day. me, I will be in Disney this time next week. Yeah, busiest week of the year. It's pretty much hell on earth for me. <laughs> so, Universal's yeah, so awesome. Ooh, what he's oh, a he said, David. Yeah. He dropped it all this mid-conversation.
2: That's all right. He's a stickler for precision. just come back next week people we love you so much
0: we're going to talk about all the book next week
1: all of it you might we're going to read two from, episodes because yeah. we got
0: to do book of the month as well before which, I go away on my vacation which
1: if, if for anybody who may not have gotten a memo uh, for any patrons who may have missed the post the book of the month that you will read for next week is The Legion by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning volume one
0: cannot wait
1: yeah. I am excited. I am too. I can't Mad wait to get to those uh, Quapel issues. You almost scoot as next wave. Because I did not... Um, so it's going to be way better than next wave. <laughs> I didn't... Yo, watch yourself. I, I didn't... Uh, I, I I I was with the Legionnaires when, when the series started, and I was not there as the series was nearing its end, so a lot of this will be new to me, so I am really looking forward to this. It is also available on Comixology, as under that title. So don't bother looking for the individual issues because this collects, I think, Legionnaires, Legion, and and something. It it collects like two or three different titles. So go to Comixology, look for The Legion by Amnit and Lanning, Volume 1. It's there. You can get it on Amazon as well. You can get it from DCBS, which is where I got my copy. So it's it's out there. It's available. Get it. Read it. It's not... um, It's not a super crazy long collection. Uh, You should be able to get through it by next week. Yeah.
2: It's so good, you'll buy it twice, like I did. Had the original issues, still (laughs) bought the trade. Of course you did. Damn, skippy bippy. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we'll be back. You've been warned. Be here. We'll have something waiting for you. Probably a nice hot meal, mm-hmm. maybe a, a drink, and some comics. So just come back.
0: Mm-hmm. Do it Bye. New, York, New York Comic Con will be the next time we can. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> You're uninvited now.
2: Oh, I wanted to tell Dap something. Uh oh. Because I, I know he probably wouldn't read this book. Uh oh. But um, Weapon H, number four. <laughs> yeah. There is something in here that will make you cringe. Oh. And maybe die. Something? Maybe die. Like yes. a single thing? And die. No, it's 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 not part of the story. It's some it's a choice the artist made oh. that will infuriate infuriate death. Well, he's Hulk, oh. so he foot, can foot probably. Pulse? No, he it, 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 no. It. There's the man thing appears in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it at this because it, it this is the part that pissed me off. Uh-oh. The Man Thing has been infused with Groot. Yes, yeah,
1: sure which, is, yeah. which is
2: unnecessary. But there's a, a panel where Man Thing is fighting Hulkarine and and Hulk's hand is parallel to the ground. Oh no! Stop! No! He's, no! Stop. stop! Stop! I gotta tell you. No, you he's don't. You don't. You don't. And his his arms at like a forty five degree angle yeah. or, or more, and uh-huh. he pops
0: his
1: claws. With claws around. Yeah. How is possible I, it's not because he's Holkerine. no but that's no and, it's and, not like and, metal pins yes it's not oh they don't they, they, they don't retract and expand just no oh my god why would they oh <laughs> it's oh bad way. it's oh, bad oh god it's right there just why would you just make a fist and have him point that at the ground and then oh my god let me send you the panel i can send it to oh, you. oh could you could look please yeah i'll get i'll get it i'll get a tattooed on my back
2: but I gotta say, this issue was drawn by Corey Smith,
0: who's good. It's Jersey pretty, represent,
2: pretty beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's
0: Smith. It's just that, you know,
2: maybe maybe he wasn't thinking when he did that. But be... maybe the
0: writer wasn't thinking. Or I don't maybe think he was. Th- th- it's Hulkareen, and Hulkareen can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah,
2: the metal can conf- no, he can't do whatever he wants. You're right, See, dude. Damn you, David! For no, if your hand he is full out and your forearm is up in the air, you can't pop your damn claws.
0: You can if you're whole, whole green.
1: No, no you. Can. We're out of here. Your bones still. You still have. Your,
0: your you do you, Corey still...
3: Smith.
1: He obviously is.
2: His man thing, though,
1: sweet. I bet. Super sweet. Yeah, yeah.
0: How about Swamp Thing in Justice League? Justice League Dark.
1: How about Ronan in Justice? No, League? No, Justice
0: League.
2: What, in number two, Swamp Thing's in it?
0: Yep. Well, it's probably just a bridge to
2: Justice League Dark.
0: It is. It's a bridge too far. There you go. Which is a bit of a problem, because if you're not reading Justice League Dark, exactly. or you or you haven't read it yet, I should say, it's a little confusing, but... but they don't
1: care. Did you mention Mark Morales? I did. Excellent. Because right. I, I, I just thought about the first issue of Justice League. And... I didn't mention
0: Dexter Vines, though, oh. who lost a
1: grit of weight. Yeah, he did. Looks good.
0: Um,
2: Another anecdote. Yeah. I quite, I'd like to get to know Kevin Mellon better. Because I just know him through DAP. Oh, really? Yeah, he seems like a person I would genuinely enjoy being around. But I, I don't have the, the familiarity with him like you do. Like yeah, I, he,
0: I, he, he good people.
2: Yeah, yeah I just enjoy enjoy talking to him. But yeah. I don't I I can't just I can say Yo Kevin, how has has what's good, you know? But yeah. I can't like I don't have any experiences to share with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and if for any people that are still listening, <laughs> make sure you check out uh Cloak and Dagger on Freeform.
1: Yeah, I have to still.
0: I watched the third episode last night. It's uh it's terrific so far. Hmm. I'm going to movies tomorrow night.
1: Get out of Say here! what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because uh, Jurassic Park? Hell yeah!
0: Oh boy, I yeah. heard it's what? an absolute disaster. It
1: looks it like not, an absolute it look, disaster. It looks great. No, it does not. Yeah,
0: really. No, nah, it doesn't. It looks like. I it. mean,
1: there were five other movies this year it that would like have Jurassic been great if, if you know, if you'd gotten to see those. But yeah, no, this one should be should be the hotness for you. Um, I don't think I'll be able to watch Cloak and Dagger this weekend, but. Uh, second season of Luke Cage starts and we have to make up for lost time from a show that, that returned last weekend but I do I, I will I'll have at least one episode of Cloak and Dagger watch by the time you're back from your cruise Beau. nice that's my promise to you
0: I'm going to the tomorrow as well Vince
2: oh do tell so I can berate you for your choices too what is it I'm going to see Hereditary Oh, I heard that was good. See that? <laughs> see, I keep it real. It's not going shit out of it. <laughs> Bro,
0: first of all, He's relax. He's keeping it real. I'm going to see Jurassic World because it's fucking Jurassic World. But the real talk is it's a fucking piece of shit movie. What are we going to do? It looks, it, it, we knew, it, we it. knew the Transformers movies were pieces of shit, too, but we still want to see them. It looks but.
1: The first one was good. Uh, Jurassic World was The Fallen King. Just I mean, when it first came out, when they were first teasing it, I thought, okay, cool. We're still on the island or whatever. But I mean, this is just this whole thing with them off the island and 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 on the mainland and everything. That's just that's that's Jurassic Park too. That, that that's all they're doing. And every commercial I see with more scenes about you know this 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 or after coming up the stairs or, or, or attacking someone in their closet. It's just I, every every commercial that shows a little bit more it just hurts me a little bit more. has yeah,
2: hurt. Y'all got serious problems.
1: Is all I can say. <laughs> but it's Chris Pratt, so we'll eventually see it.
2: The 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 first Chris problem was great. You didn't like it? It was. I, it was. It was. I
1: said it was. Yes. I hate that. Yes.
0: And just like the first Jurassic Park was great. Right. And then they made the second Jurassic Park. Yes. And it was I, fucking depressing and it was I don't, morose.
1: I don't, I,
2: don't, I don't hate the second Jurassic Park. I think oh, that, I, I do. It's it's poop. It's not. The Japanese okay. people running from the dinosaur, that's brilliant. It's
0: so oh, okay, dumb. It's so, like, so one scene. It's like, <laughs> let's go back to the island and this time make it a, a, a faux horror film. It's It's terrible.
2: The tail, the only one's not good.
1: No, no, definitely that not. One
0: is. We can't even speak of that one.
1: <laughs> the di- where the dinosaur says Alan. Screw this. <laughs> 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 you put dinosaurs
2: in a movie, I'm going to watch it. Well, that's, ba- that's Well, that's a- I love dinosaurs.
1: dinosaurs even mean. though
0: you single-handedly caused the end of the Star Wars movie franchise. I did? I'm not going to see Solo. Yeah.
1: Boy,
2: was Dips. that. Wow. So we're never going to get uh, Infinity Wars 2?
0: I said, said, I, said <laughs> I didn't
1: go see that either. Well, so, some things are bigger than the events. Oh, thank yeah. God.
0: They yeah. weren't counting on you for event for the Avengers film. <laughs> <laughs> but...
1: Goodbye.
0: We're out of here. Totoro.
2: Shout out to DeAndre Ayton.
8: Hey, guys. This is Brian Clark calling about Heroes Con, which was my fourth one, and it was probably the best one yet. I picked up a ton of Usagi Yojimbo commissions, finally got to meet Declan Shalvey, and I picked up a fantastic Hellboy piece from him. I got to meet Joel Jones and she signed my Batman page. I met Wes Craig and picked up a really cool Daredevil from him. And I got to see a ton of awesome original art in person, like art from Kirby and Tusta and Perez. And then my favorite part of Heroes Con was getting up way too late, drinking with all my friends, and just meeting a ton of really cool people. The only bummer was that I never
3: crossed paths
8: with all the U.S.C. guys, so that's kind of weird, but hopefully next year we'll fix that. Thank you. It sounds like you guys had a good time.